one, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Folks, uh, I've streamed apologies for the I say, non-traditional time that I would do this. I'm eating into my kid's uh, computer time. She's not very happy. Um, but I've got a, I'm being interviewed by uh, Chris Frawl. Um, I say, <laughs> world's number one uh, podcast, but uh, ex-Royal Marine, uh, based in the UK. And um, I should be uh, linking up to the zoom meeting right now let me let me try and do that now my zoom is uh open you retard come on join uh, all right let's just see if he starts the meeting um so i look i think what his questions are going to be is around <laughs> do viruses exist because uh he had um uh wait <laughs> for it uh, Andrew Kaufman on uh, a few weeks ago and look we're going to have to sort of disabuse these people of the notion that um, there's a fantasy land out there and uh, what we need right now are um, essentially uh, ex-servicemen um, <laughs> who realise that when you're being slapped about even if it's uh, under... under 
<laughs> under the radar, uh, you, you can have to get ready to stand your ground. And um, it's these uh, it's these people that we really need to reach. Uh, I was I would have liked Charles to join, but um, he's off the radar at the moment. I'm hoping he's just uh, oh no, Charles is in the chat. So uh, Charles, what I will try to do is um, if he oh test speaker and microphone. Um, well, let's just see and wait wait for him to start. But um, like I say, if uh, if he's amenable to um going down you know he's not going to fixate or <laughs> ruminate around terrain theory and um the <laughs> the historical arguments of pasteur and bechamp um then hopefully we can get them thinking thinking more along the lines that they need to do which is that uh, we're all all being fucked and about to get fucked a whole bunch harder uh, in the coming months to years so uh, I need to go to sleep no sleep for you Marie <laughs> isn't it early in uh, in Texas I've probably been up all night so uh, let me just I do. I don't need to test my speaker and microphone. I'm still two minutes early. So whilst whilst it's two minutes early, I'll take this opportunity to do this. Uh, check soundboard is behaving, and uh, do this right. So you're all here because you're trying to avoid the covert and now over uh, moral <laughs> just bio enhancement. Bio enhancement being in the eye of the beholder and uh, sequestering your carbon would be an enhancement from some of the. Uh, the scum that we're dealing with and so um what i would like to do is uh tell everyone that chris is um doing fine he's out of the hospital uh it was just um they didn't have to do the major um blood vessel transplant um they just took a rotor rod and uh, put in a new stent so um i guess uh, i guess all that chanting and uh, prayers and all that kind of work so um let's see i still don't see him <laughs> have i got the dates wrong again what let me let me just check my let's see uh 10 a.m uk time 7 p.m japanese time but that's 7 p.m for me and um that's first yeah all right <laughs> bernaysaw says i came for the war porn <laughs> look man i i view war porn like any other porn right there's a there's a cost to your soul every time you click on it and i try to keep a breast of it because um unlike young runaways being plowed by deviants uh for the pleasure of deviants this is um uh it, it has more immediate impact and so um but I don't, I don't relish it. Um, I know that I'm paying a hefty price for all the all the war porn that I've spent my life looking at. As I watched Hadi, Hadi take a good fucking kicking as we sent as we sent attack tank killer helicopters to blast him to pieces. We dropped, we dropped J dams on him in uncontested air skies. <laughs> 
I thought, cheered it on. God, give it to him. And, uh, well, hang on. My Zoom did something. Let's see. Um, still says waiting for hosts to start. Um, nothing yet. I'll just fire him off an email. Just, uh, just do this. No, not that one. Oh, there we go. We're connected. Nice. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, uh, less about uh, war porn. Um, oh, shit. Did to do that. Uh, this. Um, Chris, can you hear me? Dr. Kevin, how are you? I'm very well, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm right. Sorry for the couple of minutes delay, Kevin. I um, My computer does this thing where all the desktop just goes black. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the tap yacht boys, bro. Year, and I have no idea why it does it. Because <laughs> you're about to speak to me. I am, well, uh... possibly. <laughs> I had a chat with um, uh, quite a controversial chap in, well, Australian guy. He's not controversial. He speaks the truth, but you know how it is. Mm. Um, just as we started talking, my light bulb's all blue. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, what's that about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is. Uh next next gen whatever you want to call it warfare i haven't haven't settled on a name yet fifth gen i think is too old oh gosh yes hybrid warfare um yes. I, I i don't in, know in, just in time for there was it the 96 industrial revolution yeah pre pretty much um you know it's uh, we're we're stepping into unprecedented times and the well, I, you know, I, I don't know what you particularly wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, we can. Oh. Get... Well, I'm not sure. I, I, I spent the morning listening to your chat with um, Shrimp Zoo, whoever they may be. Mm -mm, I felt that been um, a few years back. So. Yeah, just just obviously lots of stuff's changed, but um, because what did 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 you have a YouTube? channel kevin and it got taken down or how oh i've had the... many they uh I, let's just say uh i'm well acquainted with uh unit 77 77th brigade and uh they <laughs> yes. don't they don't like me um no well they've just been exposed in the paper this last couple of weeks um mm. but you know my thing is what why are we hearing about it now when it's kind of a bit after the fact because it's after um, the fact what... You know, what do they stand to gain by now telling us that there's a government unit that's, that's been spying on us all, which right. we knew all along? <laughs> it's it's kind um, of it's kind of a, um, a, a an admission and getting a uh, I don't know the, the it's damage limitation, right? So rather than letting it sort of fester and say in five years' time that they were they were spying on um, UK citizens that they're 
they do it as as quickly as possible to say okay then and then they move on it's just an operational um maneuver on their part and uh you know the the, the daily mail was just as bad in running these um psychological nudge operations at a mass scale on uh, on the uk populace and look the the simple fact is that um, we're moving m- moving steadily forward in in the next phases of uh, what this war is. Um, the important thing is to try to understand what weapons they're using, and uh, the the to cut to the chase. And this is hopefully what I'll try and um, lay out to you, probably mechanistically, which I hope uh, you don't mind. Um, is mm. that the they pulled the pin on biological and chemical warfare. Um, you, know, you want to say about three years ago, whether as a result of an accident at the time or whether it was um, deliberate, um, SARS-CoV-2 was a lab origin pathogen and the, the technologies that they used as countermeasures. So I, I know you're on, you want to put this on YouTube, right? Well, let's, let's just say what we need to say. Mm. My my editor stroke manager Luke's very good. He he he'll put a version on YouTube and then we'll put the free version uh, on all the other platforms so we can you know we can just speak on that because okay. um, it, it you know it all needs to be said. Um, it, it's an interesting one, Kev, because. Like I've built up my own uh, arena of knowledge around health over what I'd say was the last 20 years. It started when I got really sick having been traveling and and um, somebody, in, someone in my local area, funny, and just by coincidence, was offering this service. Like if you've been long-term ill and your doctor can't tell you what it is, I had all the tests, da 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 da. I, I swore I had Giardia. And mm. I mean, I had had Giardia, but I swore that I still had it. And mm. he he took a sample of my blood and he put it under the microscope and then he just put it on this big, big TV. Mm. And um, of course, it was all foreign to me back then. I was just typical, uh, just believe what you got taught at school and what Dave in the office said. Mm. And he said, right, you know, your your blood cells aren't particularly healthy, Chris. They're slightly sort of oval shaped when it, they should be a nice healthy round. And mm. um, he said, this white blob here, do you know what it is? I spoke, no, of course I don't. He said, right, this is acid. Um, what did you eat last night? And I said, well, I was at work. I had a bowl of shreddies, just, you know, sugar and milk. He said, right, that's it. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I I made changes then because I'm I'm fascinated about getting it right. I, I, you know, I've got enough. I've I've got I have enough struggles in my my life with all, you know, mental health and other stuff, which sometimes is out of my control, namely addiction. Yeah, but the tell me about that, it. Bit, yeah, the bits that I can control, I really try to. So, twenty years ago, I. I just started to eat vegetables, which was nothing, you know, I'd never done it before. Not, not in this, um, uh, you know, not in this sort of capacity. And that was it. That was, that was the last time I was ill. 
and like ever ill or have you had yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean i've got a like i'm waiting for a spine operation at the moment but that's not you know i mean like um coughs colds flus uh, i can hear you sniffing right now sir what's going on <laughs> well um it's it's like I can tell when I, if I'm sniffing, I know it's is I know it's because of what I've been eating. <laughs> you know, probably I've been eating dairy or some stuff like that. And my my girlfriend's kind of the same. If we start snoring, we we're like, "What did you eat last night?" But it, it's had a big impact on my life because you know, never getting ill is a bloody beautiful place um, to be. Can I ask you a question? But then, the, but there, then there was one situation I was in, which was rather unique because I'd done an eighteen-day water fast, um, uh, and the, the whole water fasting was fine. On about the fifteenth day, just being a clever dick, because that's I always like to show people what they believe is not the truth, and there's this thing about. Uh, you know, if you go running, you got to bulk up on your carbs for three days before, and da 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 da. da. And I was just trying to show people, no, the human being's amazing. Like I haven't eaten for fifteen days, and I'm I'm just done a mile run, you know, out across the 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 moors. And anyway, this was a year before this whole COVID thing hit, before anything was in the news, da 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 da. da. And I was just due to run the length of the country or I was, I wanted to do it at that time. Mm. And lo and behold, I came down with something which I can only describe as what people talk about COVID. It was, it was that mm. I had this, this tickly cough that just wouldn't go away. And funny enough, my son, he come down with it as well. So immediately we, we, we fasted, didn't work. It clearly wasn't working to the point where my little boy was only five at the time was losing so much weight. It was no, this isn't, this isn't. Yeah. You don't fast kids, mate. Don't do that. Well, you know, don't force, force feed them when, when, yeah, well, you know, we, we don't sort of force anything, but, but we, you know, it's trying to make sense of a world where none of the professionals have any, you know, cohesion in what, in what they're saying and trying to find out what works. And like I say, um, uh, what can, well, can I, could I just uh, yeah, ask it, you what, what month that was? That you, you oh did? my gosh, this, I, I ran the length of the country in the September of, I think it was 2018. So about a year before we started to hear anything about COVID. And I went to the doctor and they did tests. They said, no, you've got there's nothing showing up wrong. And so looking back, I was quite sure that I maybe had had some sort of neural um, toxin. I don't know, you know, whether they come from the plains or where where the hell but i was thinking back to my marines background about you know nuclear oh, biological they, they come from chemical. labs they come from labs trust me well eh, there you go yeah. yeah there you go and then i spoke fairly recently with uh, dr andy kaufman 
Yeah. And it, I know and, him well. And he knows he, me well. Don't like yeah. me. Well, and he was really like, no. Um, I'll tell you, you know, this. The, just but like I'll, for your, for your crowd that are listening and everything, I'll give you the I'll give you the minute elevator of who Andrew Kaufman is. Andrew Kaufman has been lying. He was um, signal boosted as COVID came out as part of what I would call what's a IIA operation to to squelch information with respect to this pathogen, which had I, like I say I can't look at the I don't know intent, but I know it was put out there. And you know, forensically, we can build out the um, the the nature of it through you know through the tools that are available to us through um, through modern science, right? So there's mm -hmm. that. Um, he's uh, he lies about being molecular biologist from MIT. He's not. Um, when he was there, I've done a whole bunch digging into him. Um, there was no molecular biology degree. Um, he was just on a pre-med biology course. So he lies about being a molecular biologist from there. Um, he lost his license as a resident because he was caught. Um, uh, funnily enough, um, let's, uh, let's just say some you know, race is real and some traits uh, persist. And um, he was stealing um Amazon gift coupons that were meant for people who were taking part in the um, in in the study that he, as a resident he'd he'd been put in front of, and um, he's uh, he was pushed very very early on very early on and you know um, you would uh, you would have to um, well I can show you his price list if you want but you know minimum I think was seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour up to seventeen fifty. To basically, do you think he's like part of the big club then, or what I call a big club? What I think, I think most people call the Jews, and I say I don't think it's that simple. Yeah, it's but... not just not just them. Um, there's a lot of them uh, in there, but um, they're uh, let, let's just say they they have strong in-group preference. That particular part of the big group, and mm. um, you would be um, you would be naive to uh, ignore their contribution to what's going on um look i can we can get into some of uh, uh, how much time do you have look i i've sort of cleared my schedule and we can go as long as yes, you want yes what, what you know what, what whatever it takes um you're, you're a marine right yeah former marine yeah. i'm right. i'm i'm probably like the only enlightened marine you're gonna meet uh, no I no yeah I've got good, I've good. got one that uh, I'm hoping if he hasn't going to crash out because he's uh, stateside, he might join us. He's a uh, chemical, biological, nuclear. Well, yeah, I think you mentioned him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've done some, you know, I've done some stuff recently where I've had to talk with other people and it, they're all commentators. They commentate on what's going on, but they don't provide any solutions or understanding of the origins of what I think is an age-old agenda. I mean, I'm... Um... Closest I would give you right now, just just for brevity's sake, mm -hmm. is... Um, do you know what Sabbateans are, Franco Sabbateans? Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of in the right area and... and... Mixed with your 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 banking cartel. Well, they are banking. 
and using the old esogenic, uh, esoteric agenda to, you know, for their communication and 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 yeah, it just all seems so right. But I I believe they keep people locked in the matrix through, um, Yeezery. keeping people keeping people in identity politics and and ego and believe and one of the things i really believe is i don't believe you get ill from dave in the office i if that was true why you know other than this one blip which like you say i mean i don't know i i've heard other people say they got ill a year before this thing and they believed it was covid whatever covid is right but um yeah, when I'm doing my life coaching, I'm, I'm saying to people, look, are you, you know, do you test yourself? Do you know your body's physiology? Do you, do you understand that organisms have a, have a pH level and you know, your body can do a certain amount to, to put stuff right, but it can't, if you just constantly hammer it with acid producing foods and make yourself a, a haven for ill, ill health and and you're never going to hear the doctors talking about this or the, or the medical profession well the doctors um, i know will tell you this and they won't charge you 1750 dollars an hour um to to do so um they're um they're they're good guys out there okay and yeah. um you know the the problem with most doctors uh within the uk look you're dealing with the nhs right and the we live in an age where um it's medicine by sop and um look for us and mensch and unfortunately for that for most of those professions in that class um lawyers doctors what have you um they thought that they were probably going to be insulated from uh whatever's coming the perdition that's coming down the 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 tracks at us um and ai will just do away with that um they'll take blood sample they'll you tick boxes on a, on a form and the ai will spit out a solution for you and you know that'll be your your lot basically if you manage to get through what it is that they've they've got planned for us and you know the the problem is is that right now i'm you know three years down the road um from when this started and like i say i got shut down immediately because i was trying to tell people look you're you're dealing with a um, lab origin pathogen right and mm. um now what does that mean well you know, it can mean lots of things right you know they, they do all kinds of um experiments in the realm of biodefense countermeasures right so even though we exist in a world where treaties were signed in the 60s and 70s outlawing offensive biological and chemical warfare um, there's a very gray nebulous space for what's called incapacitating agents and um, I think what we're looking at, or what I hoped, or, or what I assumed was uh, an incapacitating agent had got out. And if you've noticed the language during COVID, what they talk about 
I don't know. I don't watch the UK so much anymore. I just, um, I, I, I grew up there. Um, it was my was my home, but I, I don't like what the UK is, what it stands for now. And um, that's a conversation for another time. But well, the, it's awful. Let's just be honest. It, you know, you can't even park your car now to go in a shop. You come out, some private companies want seventy quid off you. Yeah. It's it's just in it's it, it, the people have just had the piss taken out of them so much they don't even know they're having the piss taken out of them. Yeah. Um. And and and, and as such, go along with it. But uh, okay. Um. Should we get into it then? I'm just going to go and take a pee. Yeah. And then uh, I, I'm only I'm 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 only saying this, Kim, because I don't want you to think like I'm, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not just like fucking. I'm not Piers Morgan. I I'm only interested in the truth. Same, bro. And I got and kids. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I I spent five years in uni, well, in, including my access year, and I studied the social sciences, so a bit of biology, a bit of psychology, sociology, and. It it give me a you know the, the kind of basic background on 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 life, but also an insight into the very limited window of education you're really getting when you do a degree now. That their education, <laughs> um, so and and it's just I think a chat like this we can bounce stuff you know back off each other and um um. And uh, we can go wherever yeah. you want to go, bro. Um, yeah. That's, okay. That's why I'm here. Okay. Good man. Good man. All right. Just give me two minutes. Is that okay? Yeah. No worries. Good. Um, good. Good. Let me just uh, do this. And, um, I guess Charles isn't picking up his. Uh, Charles, just if you want to um, jump in, uh, let me let me know and. Uh, I'll I'll see if I can pull you into the conversation, but um, it's it's a, a pretty pretty big stream. Uh, this one, and so God, I I've woke up and God, my eyes are just both of them just watering. <laughs> I can think, um, and uh, I'll see what I'll see what I can do uh, if you wanna bring bring in you know i don't um he certainly know uh um well he's got he's got degree level education so uh i don't think and he's skeptical which is good so i hope that will be uh a a bonus uh but let's say i'll just uh if you're sleeping dude you're sleeping i guess So if you just tuned in, I'm just waiting for Chris to um, get back. And uh, <laughs> at least we got the JQ out of the way. I'll read some comments whilst I'm here. 
signing into Sanity Central. I haven't seen you for a while. Good to see you, bro. Uh, jihad, 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 yes. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, he's sleeping. Um, let's see. Gonzalo Lira said the KIA is about 156,000. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at those numbers um look man just just look at the the countryside <laughs> on the front lines it looks like it looks like the first before <laughs> and look we could lose 150 in a day or two then um and yeah Let's see, peace and healing for Chris. Yeah, um, it's good. It's good to know you got through. Uh, let's see, but here that brother is streaming with you. Determined minds do achieve well, as you both demonstrate. Good, I agree. Um, I worked in healthcare in previous years. Around all kinds of sick, didn't get anything. Yeah, look, you're trying to understand uh, immunity and um, you know, keep keep yourself. Getting ill is um, it, it's just it'll find a chink in the armor, right? The the problem with the spike protein and SARS is that it's got a uh, well, what calls it the Swiss Army knife, right? <laughs> of ways to attack you, and you know, a, a lot of pathogens, you know, have a one particular uh, route and attack window, and um, the bodies learn to adapt to it. But when you um, pull a black swan event where you put so many elements into it and uh, weaponize them, then uh, that's a whole whole other kettle of fish uh looking a bit swole is kev I, I slept most of the day uh, i got up literally an hour ago and um the it takes time for the next time to get moving and i spring chicken anymore and uh you know there are there are some people who are fifty and they could be forty and uh, you can look at my MRI and my <laughs> my brain MRI is that of a seventy eighty year old um, so not not so good takes time takes time to get going is it ongoing no I can't afford it um, look do I think it helped um, somewhat but you know there are there are some things where, um, you know, the you got got to have money, got to have money to uh, get those therapies. And so, oh, Chris, just <laughs> fair disclosure, mate. Can you hear me? You need headphones. Oh, mate, yes. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just running my stream in the background, so I'm just people are, um. I'm just responding to my chat. So you're actually live now, bro. Yeah, do I have to watch me uh, P's no. and Q's then? No, no. I got told off for that last time I did a live stream. No, uh, let's just say I, look, I have a, um, how would you say, look, I, I tried to do a daily stream and, you know, there was a, 
it became very obvious to me <laughs> very early on that we weren't dealing with a uh, situation normal. And so I took a particular approach to deal with this set of events, if you like. And, you know, my, my, um, I, I've been through the academic system, you know, I, you know, I went pretty far in it, had my own lab, etc. And, um, I've, I've seen how the sausage is made. And as far as I'm concerned, um, yeah, m most, most of them are the enemy now, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I want my kith and kin to survive. And I just, I just come from, um, working class roots, uh, and, uh, voted UK shittiest city, Peterborough, um, and, uh, yeah, shitty for a reason, but, um, recording in progress, uh, do, 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 do. um, the, the, it, well, it just, you know, it taught me a thing or two, right? Yeah, it was, uh, I say, it wasn't gangland Chicago where I grew up, but, you know, you had to be handy. And, you know, my father was, uh, uh, QRF in the Air Force. And, um, that's why I grew up in Peterborough. There's the Wittering, uh, the bases there. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I know, who, I know who I want to crawl out the rubble at the end of this because I know who I still want to go and get. Put it that way. So, so you're a bit, a, a bit uh, streetwise, Doctor Kevin. Uh, well, <laughs> I wish I was more, but um, look, if if I didn't think this was such an existential thing, uh, you wouldn't have heard um, hide nor hair of me. I would have been keeping my head down and, um, you know. Not blowing my cover, but uh, this this was uh, obvious to me. This was something very very different happening, and um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, look, look <laughs> I, I, I I've got a great respect for for the people that serve, um, but you know the let's just say the non commissioned class, right uh, above that line. <laughs> How should we say? It? I'm a, I'm a little more skeptical of them, especially uh, when they're, uh, or you know, they come from different class of uh, where I come from, and I think a lot of them are dragging us down this particular um, black hole that we're seeing right now, and you know, the, and again, it depends on you know where where you want where you want to sort of leap off from, but you know, from no, well, yeah. I can just come in, come in there, doctor, and say um, during the last three years, I, I was a part of something called the Global Veterans Alliance, which was, uh, I wouldn't say enlightened veterans, but I would say awake veterans that realized something was not right in this narrative. You know, certainly locking people in the freaking houses. But it's fair to say it was a bloody struggle to get, people on board um we did some great we did some great stuff kevin we we went up to london we 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 did some quite emotional tributes to the fallen because you know there's a lot made of veterans and remembrance in this country and where was the remembrance for the sacrifice they made for they gave their lives a lot of them for our freedom and our future and of course we just we saw it getting uh I'll watch my language here uh pee, no. pee down the drain you know and it it 
at the same time, you had military units where the commanders were just insisting that their um, their personnel all had this this jab. In light of the fact that things were starting to show up, the things like the myocarditis, there were people dropping down in training of you know heart murmurs and stuff, which just was it's pretty unheard of even in the commandos which i was in which is you do some tough old tech no one ever bloody dropped you know no one ever dropped on the well from exhaustion maybe or heat stroke but and 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 so that is a um you know a, a very valid point the way that people will just go along with a narrative to protect to pre protect their jobs essentially and, and i guess you know their mortgages or whatever whereas i i'm of the belief if you can't do the right thing and look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day then none of that you know you just got to live your life as a fraud and that that was a big thing we had some brave young uh, wannabe recruits. In fact, we had one guy that was actually, I think he just passed out of training that, that came on the podcast. Say, Chris, I'm not having it. You know, they're trying to force me to have it. They, they're telling me that if I don't have this procedure, I can't deploy with the rest of my troops. If we go overseas for some action, which is essentially why a big part of the reason you join up, if the boys go off to war, you know, you want to, you want to be with them and, and let's, I'm for, for your friends out there and mine. I'm I'm completely anti-war. I think we're clever enough to to get over that little chestnut. Also, think it's incredibly controlled. Um, yep. I think events that you see in the media just they're just never what what we what we think they are. Um, so no, hundred percent with you on that one, brother. Can I just say you? Kevin, you told me where you live in the world. I don't know if that's like a public thing. No, um, I've, I've gone public. I put my professional name and reputation behind everything that I say right now. If people want to come and find me, I'm easy to find. And like I say, I'm in, I'm yeah. in Japan. Uh, rock yeah. up on my door if you want to try something. See how it goes. See how it goes down for you. <laughs> yeah, I just wondered if we could talk a wee bit about your experience in Japan because I'm a... I've had the privilege now of living, working, traveling in 85 countries across all seven continents. Holy shit. And, you know, when you do your tick list, Japan, especially with the kind of samurai connection and the, 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 the katana sword, it was definitely a place like I had to visit. And then, then the cuisine, which is just an, another beautiful thing again. Mm. So I spent, um, I, I think I spent about, uh, 10 days there, went to all the museums, looked at the history of sword making, just such a beautiful, uh, you know, artifact in it in itself with such a history behind it. But, um, and, you know... Come visit I, I me, bro. You... They make the swords 20 minutes down the road from where I am. Yes. So you got 20 grand, they'll beat one out for you. But I had a... Um, I, had a I might have to Google this chap's name. I had a funny situation, Kevin, where I was. Um, uh, let me just see. Uh, Japan uh, Japanese. Um, I had a funny situation where I stopped to like take a selfie. This was before there was such a thing as a selfie. Um, and this dear chap rocked up and said, "Excuse me, would you like me to take a photo of you?" And I. I said, oh, that's really, really kind of you. 
And it turned out, um, yeah, I think it's this guy here. His name was Donald Ritchie. And he'd been posted to Japan after the, the bomb. Okay. Which again was a big experience for me there. I I I stayed just down the road in a backpackers or a you know a, a hotel and I went and stood on the bridge by that building that's left, the one building that, that the even though the bomb Yeah, the bomb exploded just above it, it remained standing and I had the most weird sense of like oh my god you know everyone would, would in just would have been eating breakfast at the time and then suddenly this thing happened that was just beyond anybody's comprehension but the, uh, just to finish my point so this chap donald ritchie he was a very dear man he befriended me for the day and he took me all around japan and and i said to him so, Donald, I lived in Hong Kong for a year and it really kind of affected me because when I got under the skin of the culture, I found it was a very different place to what I actually thought it was. There was some um, character traits of the people that, to be honest, they weren't very bloody nice. <laughs> and And he said a fascinating thing. He said, Chris... I was posted here just after the war with Stars and Stripes magazine. I've stayed ever since. One rule I have is, like, I'm not Japanese, and I never will be. And they have their thing, and I'm completely happy. <laughs> you know, he's trying to say that he didn't try to become Japanese or adopt the culture. He he very much um, knew knew he who who he was, so... Is it is it easy to to live there for you? Do you have any well um, upsets? The biggest thing is just that um, I'm a I'm a lone outpost with no um, immediate family beyond my own wife and kids, and you know that as I've you know had to become a father, uh, um, kids, um, I have three. That I'm I'm sad I'm. I don't, I'm unable to give them that experience that I had, which was a sort of um, grandparent type environment. And look, on my father's side, he, he we don't know anything from the Second World War, to, you know, he and he, my father came through foster homes and went straight into the forces when he was uh, 17. And, um, but my grandfather on my mother's side was captured by the British in North Africa. And um, they were Italian and didn't speak English very well. And they, they, my grandparents refused to teach me Italian because they, they said, You've, you, you live here now. You've got to, um, you, you can't have the, the dual language thing going on. Which, fair enough. Okay, I get it. Um, and the uh, the I'm I don't mind my own company m myself, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay in that that respect. 
but it's that aspect that I miss. Um, there is no way. What I like about Japan, it's an ethno state. They got strong borders. It's polite. It's clean. It's how I imagine the UK could be had they not fucked it up so much over the last, well, the, sort of the post Second World War period. And um, you know, I wouldn't go back to the UK now. I, I, yeah, I would be. I don't think I'd be arrested at the border anyway. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, we said earlier, didn't we, the UK now, you can't just park your car and go in a shop. You come out, you got a ticket from some private scammers. Mm. They want 70 quid from you. If you don't reply, they want 140 quid. If you don't reply to that, it goes up to 200 bloody 70 quid. And these are just private companies that it, 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 it's... Um, it's very sad. It's been really good to see people not paying the license fee, though, which is kind of an increasing thing. Um, I, I think people just won't support terrorism, which is what what I believe we've... They, they've got no right got. to take that um, money from you for a license fee anyway. Um, I never paid it. Um, you just tell them uh, no right of implied access. Uh, write to them, tell them, put it in a letter send it off to them they can't do anything um mm. it's, uh, it's it's all about contract law and um tricking you into taking contracts um you know the you know i i consider look it's my island right? <laughs> when i come back i'll i'll, I'll come back as uh you know, as a sovereign and I'll, I'll walk around and look man i'm a peaceful dude <laughs> just don't don't try and pull uh sneaky sneaky mercantilism on me and uh we'll get along fine mm. um but you know it's not the my father told me you know when i was growing up uh this country's gone it's it's, it's already done and you know i'm glad he he's, he's gone already before before covid came and mm. um the um no it's sad in a way and you know the, the sad thing is is that the uk very likely has a very big part in the um the release of this lab pathogen and the countermeasures that went with it and i, I think we started to touch on it a little bit but i don't know i don't know it, I, I wanted to ask you the question about how they talk about um therapeutics because what you what you'll hear in the US is they 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 they're couching the language in terms of they call it medical countermeasures right so it, and in that instance right because of things like the prep act and and look we can we can bookend our conversation beyond sort of reminiscing about how the UK used to be um with with 911 and anthrax attacks okay and um, those anthrax attacks, we know, came from um, anthrax stocks which were milled to a very, very fine uh, aerosolizable form uh, in well, uh, Fort Detrick. And they set an individual up, Bruce Ivans, for the fall uh, initially. Uh, arrested him but you know all, all the all the legislation was being put in place over the last 20 years to get to this point with respect to being able to deploy these agents to instantiate this digital gulag which they're trying to 
build around you right now. And the problem is, is that most people are just going to walk right in and, you know, maybe they've got uh, concerns, they're reticent about um, the the direction that they're taking, etc. But most, most went along with what was happening. And, you know, I, and, well, anyway, I'm, I digress a lot and you, you have to rein me in, but I, I wanted to ask you, do they, do they talk about it in terms of countermeasures in the UK or do they just talk vaccines and, um, you know, normal, uh, normal medical terms? Well, I think the simple answer to that, and I bet you know the answer to your own question, question Dr. Kev, is 99% haven't got a clue what's going on, have they? You know, even now that it's massively being highlighted in, in when I say alternative media, it's not even like alternative, even the fringe media has had to acknowledge that, that people are dropping dead and, and people are getting very sick. Um, had a, had a dear chap on my podcast the other day, Adam really, you know, he was a top fit sports coach. He went along with a narrative went along with a narrative and and now he's he won't mind me saying this you know he's looking at his life's coming to an end okay obviously we're trying to support him with um alternative sort of theories of health um so to answer your question you know, i mean most people go along with it there's no acknowledgement of course of you know what is a germ what is a vaccine? What is a virus? You know, what 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 are the 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 causes of health? If we lived hundred and sixty years ago, would we even be having this conversation? Because it it's it's no, not. You'd be of... dead from tooth decay probably by the time you were forty. That was probably our lot in life. Or syphilis. <laughs> yes, yes. In in in. in, in it's all fascinating, but um, I think you picked up on a good point there, mate, is it, it can feel very lone, a lonely place to be, um, especially when you get ostracised, which anybody that speaks out about this does to a, a, a certain degree. But I think it's also been very beautiful the way that our online communities have supported each other. And yes, to a degree, you do live in a bubble, but it's a great bubble because it brings that one percent that do question what's going on in, you know, onto your computer screen or onto your phone, or you know, people give you a call to check that you're all right because they they you know they 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 know the waters. Um, and I think we should give a shout out to everyone out there that's that's opened their eyes. Um because other, other than that, I mean, I live in the southwest. Things are slow down here at the best of time, times, Kevin. You know, it, it, it's it, you know everyone just whatever the official narrative is, and there's been a few, a few this last twenty years, haven't there? Yeah, everyone just goes along with it, and you get ost. I mean, I've been to parties where it's oh, this is my mate Chris. He's a conspiracy theorist, and I'm just like. Are you, are you really my friend? Is that 
yeah, and it, but it's it's for me, it's the nature of enlightenment. You know, if you're uh, if you live completely in the matrix, that's it. All this make all the narrative, you know, the official narrative, all makes makes sense to you and keeps you in your little bubble. And I've been explaining to people a lot that. A lot of people have woken up off the back of the last few years. People that ordinarily wouldn't would have gone along with official narratives, but they've they've just seen too much to make them question. And what I, and the 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 issue there is is when you become awake, the temptation is to think right. The first thing I've got to do is just go out and convince every person out there that they're wrong and they've got to believe what I believe, which is kind of a hiding, uh, not always a hiding to nothing, but, and well, the second I, thing no, is, you'll get picked up by intelligence services without probably you even knowing it. And if they find your message particularly useful, you'll get amplified um, like they did with people like Andrew Kaufman and the uh, idea of um, look, that any modern view of medicine and biological sciences um that what he's what they're trying to do was take a discussion from 150 years ago between pasteur and bechamp and um, um use it to to confuse people as to what was going on because they they had to get as many as possible down uh, down a particular um direction of a behavioral pathway and in in doing that um they they went way out of their way to limit my access to the internet and you know what would have been the usual channels with respect to getting messages out etc and um, when i was saying to people look this this pathogen that you're dealing with um is not it's not your normal uh it's not <laughs> this isn't your run of the mill seasonal flu in this particular instance and boom, I got shut down left, right, center. And and so I sort of, you know, I, I had to take on a sort of guerrilla type um, campaign and, you know, just when, and I, it was a case of all souls are precious, but you can't say, you can't save all souls. And it, the way I viewed it was there are enough people who put a shirt and tie on and try to come across in a um, professional manner. I tried to do that to begin with, but because I was, because I, was one of the few scientists right right as it was breaking out i knew it was i knew it was circulating before i picked it up in uh daegu in south korea in november end of november into december and it nearly killed me and it wasn't if it hadn't been for um aspirin i might not have made it and now what we've learned is is that SARS is not a respiratory pneumonia in the classical sense. It's it's what's called a disseminated systemic coagulopathy, meaning it causes a lot of um, clotting all throughout all throughout the body. If it gets past the first sort of layers of your immune barriers, which is you know your respiratory, um, you know the nasal mucosa, etc. What have you? And if you have got chinks in the armor, so I had to retire from my career because of a TBI. Um, it, it, I, I was um, hallucinating 
for in the febrile states i had no idea where i was and this is this is how i knew it was something a little um and i worked in clinical neuroscience so i've seen most presentations to do with uh the wonder through the neurology and uh, uh departments at the hospitals right and we and i just like i said i just had to had to take this view of um and I didn't know all the answers back then. And in my mind, I was just thinking, oh, it's probably some, they've goofed up, right? Because this is the problem with this type of tech, this technology and this approach that they were taking, this um, space that they were operating in, where they could, they could <laughs> when I say they, our side, NATO, Western countries, we can do all that type of research. God forbid uh, other countries do. Right, we'll we'll roll up gunboats. I'm sure and give you a good kick in if we think that you might be engaged in uh, anything going along that sort of research trajectory. Um, and you know, I I had to yeah accept the fact that you know I'm going to be limited in scope. And you know, if I get fifteen hundred people, two thousand people a day watch the stream, okay then that's uh, if that's the flock that the good lord's given me to try and um get through the next i don't know i don't know how how long that this i don't know that they, they can rat keep ratching it and you know in the scale of you know industrial smart smart industrial scale warfare how that looks in the next year two three years from now and I think that's the next, the next iteration that we're going to get, and that's why you're seeing what's happening in Ukraine right now. And um, look, just to, I'll, 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 I'll how they all link at a sort of hyper level, if you like. There are there are labs in Ukraine that were funded by the same programs that made SARS and DITRA, DOD pushing hundreds of millions of dollars into the Ukraine for, for what they would say were surveillance, surveillance operations, if you like, and to make sure that the ex-Soviet um, biowarfare experts didn't, uh, didn't get taken out by a higher bidder or what have you. That, that, that was, that's the... the vanilla explanation that they give to you but no it's, it's not the case um you know we we know that these these labs were engaged in um all kinds of uh research that's geared towards um well in this day and age it's um race-based um highly specific biowarfare chemical agents and um right now yeah, I'm. Let's say, I, I wish I could have done better over the last three years. So that there was twenty thousand people that would watch me, but that, that there isn't, right? And so I, I have to, um, just turn a. I don't know. So just got. I've got to try and survive like everyone else. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a bunker. I don't have a. Um, well, metaphorically, I, I have a joke that I have a bunker, right? Um, but it's not have a very um, humble dwelling in Japan that's small and um, I don't have 10 years of MREs and barrels of bullets um, to fall back on. It's not the United States and you know I hope that there's some 
some degree of uh, um, civility and adherence to the, the laws that we put in place when we chewed through millions of men the last the last time they they wanted to go and change systems on a worldwide basis i you know i don't have uh, better better answers beyond that so it's just, i don't like to say i think uh, what i think's important is about demystifying what it is that you're dealing with and um you know i'm 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 sort of of the opinion that um a a, a good a good crowd to be reaching out to is people like yourselves who've been especially people who have done their military bit right and understand that um you know or, or technically are going to be useful in situations where people's morale will get down um who understand what it needs means to be under pressure that they don't normally understand who and they're going to try and break you in ways that um, most people are inherently um, afraid of. And of course you should be afraid if they they can break you financially. You know, I've, I'm debanked uh, for what I've been saying. Um, I'm, you know, they've shut down everything, but, you know, I keep coming back and it's, it's my nature of things. But you, we, we need people who have, I don't know, just got a bit of grit and spine it'll just keep going because if i don't if i don't get through and you don't get through maybe a, f a few that i like to think will get get it together and i think about it as lineage progression you've got to have kids you've got to get through you've got to get through to the next generation if you're able to decouple from this system in some way which means i don't know you've got small holdings you, you've got space for to grow vegetables and <laughs> do it do it now Pay off any debt that you've got as, as much as you can. Downsize as much as you can. And do everything that you can to make sure that your kids get through because they'll make sure their kids get through. Well, I, I went off on one, sorry. No, it's great. As far as I'm concerned, it's your podcast, mate. And, um, you know, we, we, we've got to listen to voices that have been silenced. What's... Um, I mean, I talk about a, 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 a lot of things. I, I am firmly convinced that the, the agenda, as I call it, has come down through probably thousands of years. If you look back to when the money supply was uh, taken control of, you know, from a simple system of exchange, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Here's some used to be cockle shells, you know. And then you had these greedy individuals out there in ancient Babylon or wherever it was who went, do you know what? We'll lend 10 cockle shells to those that haven't got it. But when they pay it back, they've got to pay back 12, right? And it, so the beginnings of usury, uh, usury, I don't know, I don't know if Us I say that usury. right, but usury, usury mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the system that the even in the Bible said is going to put us all as slaves if we, we let it go ahead. And then, of course, in recent years, and there's a great book that I read by this chap, Robert Sepper. Yeah, I know. And he talks, he talks about in 1666, how the Sabbatean Frankists who were this very bad Middle Eastern cult. <laughs> and they kind of said, if you can't be good, be bad, but like be really bad. 
and how they came together with the the European banking families and and a bit of the esoterics from what people b- would probably think of as Ill- the Illuminati or the, this kind of thing. And I, I really do think when you look when, when you when you look at the aims that were stated by by this group and sixteen Abolite- sorry to interrupt you sixteen sixty six is such a such a pivotal year and I, I don't want to interrupt your flow but. The, mm. um, there's two. There's a number of events that happened in that year around that time. Okay, um, do you know what that? It's UK based. Do you, do you know what happened in 1666? Um, are we talking? Was that the Great Fire or am the Great I'm Fire of out? London? Great Fire of London and another event happened that was established in uh, the Common Law <laughs> Parliament, whatever you want to call it. There was another law. There was another. Oh, well, there was a law that was established. Do you know what that was? You're going to have to enlighten me. So it's called the Sekulavi Act. And basically that's the instantiation of admiralty law and contract law, right? That, you know, the Magna Carta, etc., or, or common law or you, whatever. I'm, like I said, I'm not a legal scholar and there's, you know, I'm not sure I fully understand the difference between natural law and and what, uh, as an Englishman, is what I understand. Uh, Englishman, uh, it's not. I'm a, I'm a mutt, I'm afraid. So I grew up in England. Um, what I understand as um, common, uh, yeah, common law, English common law system. Okay, um, don't ask me to get into the details of that. But it was the establishment of this um, Sekulavi Act and the idea that. Um, Unless you state your rights, almost you have to you have to physically state your um, your sovereignty. That the, the organs of state will con- will basically treat you as salvage, right? And this is why you have your name, your corporate name, right, is all all in capital letters. And this is, you have to get into sort of legalese and um, the uh, the the minutiae of of that. And again, um, mm. I'm I'm not expert in those domains i've you know i've I've learned enough for my own uh um understanding to be comfortable right and um but i don't i don't profess to be an expert on it but 1666 is a is a critical year and um a good a good direction for people that want to research this is find out who sabatian frankists were and what they did and where you know where they came from and you know what they evolved into and you'll you'll start to peel back the layers of um, the control mechanisms of, for want of a better word, the the matrix, I guess. Yes, yeah, so I chatted with David Ike not, not long back, and and after we uh, pushed the record button off, he said, Chris, you're the first person in my life that's ever asked me about the Sabatian Frankists. <laughs> <laughs> thing I is, said yes, yes, David. I like like to think I know a bit what I'm talking about. But David, I just um, he, he that circle was used to silence people like me, right? Because he would go on and talk about five G and um, all these. Uh, he's he's got part of the picture right, and you know. I guess if you if you want to eat heroic doses of mushrooms and go speak to lizard people, uh, as I want to do now and again, um, you know the, it's important to have these distinctions. Well, it's it's 
but he he was used as a means to shut down the the space for mis mis quote unquote misinformation, right? That's that stopped people like myself being able to reach out and um, relay the. You you need to understand the the mechanics of what's going on on right now, right? And um, the best metaphor I can give right now is you're dealing with types of weaponry that most people can't um, make the technical leap to or up or around, however you want to think about this mm. um, this equation. But it, it, in simple terms, you've got to understand white man's boomstick, right? And it's not noise and smoke that's um, uh, that's taking you out. There's something. There's something else going on that you can't see, and you need to understand that. And you need to you need to delve into uh, essentially the ballistics, if you like, of, of the the weaponry that's been deployed against you. And it's it's the release of lab origin pathogens, but it's also the countermeasure, right? And the countermeasure. I, I, I know you want to put this on YouTube, so I'm, I'm trying to um, pick my words very carefully. So um, let's let's talk about the pathogen side of it before we get into the medical countermeasure side. So the reason that, that we know that SARS is a synthetic chimera is because we're able to do the molecular biology at such a fine grain level and we have such a large catalog and historical understanding of other pathogens that we 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 could see relatively quickly and this this wasn't myself that um pulled this data out initially right i knew i knew that there was something different from clinical side okay because that that's my sort of uh operational level i right? said so people want to know a little bit more about my background i'm systems neuroscientist and i would, I would be involved with um uh, surgical interventions for things like parkinson's disease but i was in the uh, that was I'd get my bread and butter from that, but I would also also do um, neuropsychiatric type disorders and also Tourette's for kids, right, with ticks and stuff like that. And the idea being that you put in electrodes and you stimulate the brain to try to not cure the disease, but suppress and modulate the symptoms to give back a little bit of the quality of life. But um, the the signal in the data was there very early on by a, a group of um, molecular biologists, geneticists that said that there was a number of things which um, stood out as, as this pathogen was being um, officially recognized as a, a, an acceleration point being Wuhan in China. Um, there were other places that um, it accelerated very quickly. One, funnily enough, being Iran, and um, much of the top leadership of uh, the Iranians got um, taken out by uh, the the original Wuhan um, strain, 
And then it's, it popped up very quickly in uh, northern Italy, New York, and, you know, we can... But that was that was sort of the start of the announcement by World Health Organization that there was something something novel in the environment. And there was a number of features which um, were unusual, particularly in the spike protein of that uh, of that pathogen. One is something called the furin cleavage site. And you know, it might help if I share my screen with you. Let me just do this. I'm just pulling up some PowerPoints right now. Now, you've, I've got <laughs> I've got one of uh, Andrew Kaufman you'll enjoy. So the the furin cleavage site is basically a um, set of amino acids, not very long, um, and the you you maybe hear it called the polybasic furin cleavage site, and the um, share screen. I think as you're in control of the Zoom, you'll you'll have to. Uh, uh, let me just try sharing my screen, but it might not let me. Yeah, you need to enable screen sharing on your side. Okay, let me see if I can do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you see on the bottom technology. of the Zoom screen, right? There's a green button. Yeah, that says share Mo screen. multiple sharing, multiple multiple participants can share simultaneously. Is yeah, that... that's that's the version you want. Uh, just click that. Okay. Um, so uh, let's do this. can see me and uh, hear me? Yep, still can. Um, so this was a presentation I gave in Houston uh, just at the end of last year. And um, what we're dealing with is uh, what I've termed next-gen neuro-warfare. Okay. And um, I just want to... If I this is good enough, so um, the the furin cleavage site, which essentially you can think of as these little yellow blobs here on the spike protein, right? This and this is a molecular um, reconstruction of that spike. Okay, um, 
those yellow bits there allow the the spike to be cleaved by a membrane serine protease. It's just an enzyme on cell surface um, on the surface of cells. But this particular cleavage site means that instead of being able to affect like one or two tissues, it it opened up the ability to affect, I can't remember what the number is, like 30 out of 58 unique tissues in the, in the body. And the, um, so people, people noticed this sticking out because in the class of viruses that this comes from, Sabeco virus, um, which is a SARS virus found in bats, that, that bit is kind of that that's true right so they don't they don't make these things step by step and make it and make it be a completely novel pathogen right you take a known pathogen and then you start you start tweaking it in a number of ways that would give it properties that um let's put it this way that in this particular instance, when you're, you, you want a degree of camouflage around your intention, right? So you don't want an Ebola that comes and people just start leaking blood out their eyes and noses and their ass and are dead in a few weeks, right? There's, there's, you, the, strategic military goal is incapacitation and in in such a fashion that you can you can mitigate it against it and the your opponent doesn't fully understand what's going on right in the january of 2020 um there was a paper that was released by um indian authors entitled The Uncanny Similarity of Unique Inserts in the 2019 NCOV Spike Protein to HIV, GP120, and GAG. And HIV, GP120 is a, um, it's a, well, it's a glycoprotein, like the spike protein of SARS, and they're illustrated by these bits at the top of the spike, right? And in SARS, they're called variable loop domains. And what they found was that we know about various different SARS viruses, and we know that you can have these variable loop domains. But in this SARS-CoV-2, they were longer than they should be. And the inserts, so you have to insert nucleotides into that particular part of the virus right and this requires a degree of um engineering we don't have to get into the details of how they do it but trust me that the techniques are available to be able to do that and um they've taken and put in the nucleotides um from hiv and not only one type of hiv but hiv from four different sub strains of HIV and you know there's I can't remember the exact names but yeah, HIV one two three and four for this this discussion 
and um what this what this allowed is them to induce induce pathologies in people that were unpredictable right now my initial concerns when I, when I was trying to speak publicly was that because of its what's called neurotropic properties its ability to invade and get into the central nervous system right um in my field of my professional field which was you know the study of neurodegenerative disorders and trying to intervene surgically with deep brain stimulation um there's this process uh, or a buildup of misfolded protein and the best way that i can uh, or the best metaphor that i can give to you in this particular aspect and i'm sh you're old enough to remember i'm sure mad cow disease right yes we yeah. all remember that don't we yeah and um that's the consequence of something called uh the well prion protein um prion stands for proteinaceous infectious particle and um it was a consequence of us rendering the carcasses left after we'd done all the mechanically recovered meat aspect and then grinding up the bones and feeding them back to cows right and that induces a um, disease process in the brain that leads to uh, what was then as so I was doing my degree when mad cow was sort of emergent and uh, Edinburgh was the designated sort of center of excellence quote-unquote uh, in the UK that was looking at that and if you if you cast your mind back there was like it was called new variant Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease and they were looking at this sort of hockey stick type um, increase in cases right you remember that uh it, it was a long time ago yeah um yes I think, uh, and again it was at a time where I had no no idea of any of the, you know, shenanigans that were going on behind the scenes. So um, one of the goals of the, let's, let's just say the defense, biodefense bio environment is to find, find new innovative ways and levels of inflicting disease that are that fly under the radar and prions is one of those um enticing targets now oh what i can do I, i'm pushing ahead with a lot of technical detail and um i don't want to um it, you need to interrupt me with with questions if you're not getting any any component of this right so we we began with um, me trying to explain to you you need you need to understand the um we're trying to understand white man's boomstick right 
and this is this is the 21st century boomstick that we've got to try and um, pick apart and understand the mechanisms of. And um, by well, I've already sort of you know it took quite mm. a few months for for people to start piecing together these bits of the jigsaw puzzle. And you know there's a there was a group called Drastic. There was um, many. Uh, many scientists that came forward. Um, one one was the uh, original discoverer of HIV, Luc Montagnier. Um, I, I, along with a few colleagues of mine, uh, Richard Fleming being one, um, we all we all signed depositions that we tried to put into the Hague Criminal Court that we were dealing with a what's technically known as a chimeric. Um, gain of function virus. Now you 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 can see moves at the moment to um, ch try and change the the wording and understanding that you you you'll be hearing things like directed evolution, that type of thing, being banded about. As if have you seen the Veritas gotcha with uh, the um, the Pfizer executive? Have you seen that in the last few days? Again, va vaguely. Feel free to uh, re refresh our memories. Well, it's it's um, it, I, the last time I saw the chairman of Pfizer, he was he was being chased down the street in uh, Davos, and uh, yeah, by uh, even, Avi Yemeni and uh, Rebel yeah, News. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, again, you've got to ask yourself how come how come. Um, Rebel News was able to get into the past the perimeters into um, into Davos, right? Yeah, um, we, we 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 did do that. <laughs> so yes, um, it's a big it's a big club, and we're not in it. We 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 get that. And uh, well, let's just say uh, Avi Yemeni and uh, Rebel News uh, they're uh, they're part of that uh, Middle Eastern clan that got that in group preference, right? So just bear that in mind. Um, so when um, so we, we we need to pick apart the mechanisms for, um, and I'll I'll go through my evolution of four over the years as what what I thought we were dealing with. So I thought well, with some idiot has screwed up in and i probably thought china <laughs> I, I live in the far east and i've got a good idea of stuff that goes down and the standard of chinese labs etc and uh, um you know it just just happens that it, it, it erupts next to the wuhan institute of virology china's uh first bsl4 laboratory and that specializes in <laughs> coronaviruses right and um, so you know, it's uh, th there's a smoking gun that we should look at. But basically, my uh, my thinking has sort of uh, evolved somewhat as as I came to understand the the networks that were involved with respect to um, the the research and the mechanisms that were put in place by put in place by the. infrastructure that was part of the biowarfare chemical biowarfare programs that go back 100 years like you know 
in the modern scientific era, if you like. And so, you know, I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> they've done, they've screwed up, and I'm I'm trying to get up to speed on the molecular biology as well. But I I, I understood that there was this um, ability to target the brain that seemed um, particularly um, aggressive with this um, with this pathogen. Now, why was I tuned to that? Well. Came back thirty years. Um, I was uh, doing my degree, getting ready to go and do my PhD, and um, I I got um, well. They don't know what I got. I got ill, and I'd never recovered, and got you know, but what was euphemistically called yuppie flu back then, right? And uh, the they they thought it was likely that I got um, mononucleosis, Epstein-Barr virus, right? And that put me into this, took years to get back to something approximating um, functionality. I mean, I still, I mean, I pushed, I pushed through it, right? There was no, uh, there was no, uh, there wasn't the understanding back then. Right. And, you know, it was a case of, well, there's nothing we can't see anything in your blood, etc. And uh, blood tests come back negative. <laughs> Stop lingering. Get out there. Get on with it. Right. That was that was the sort of environment in which uh, I had to. And so I became acutely aware of these types of um, syndromes, if you like. And you're seeing a lot of that now in what they're calling um officially past post-acute sequelae of COVID, but long hauler syndrome, right? So there's there's a lot of people right now and the numbers roughly about 20 to 30% of people that come into contact with this pathogen develop this chronic, um, chronically inflamed state that's very, very difficult to treat. And it's my premise and hypothesis that the people who were who were studying these types of pathogens had come to realize that these these states could be very very useful at a battlefield level right so you can you can give someone a mild flu like illness but if you've able to imbue neuro, brain invasive characteristics that you can take out 20 to 30% of a battalion. Essentially in modern warfare doctrine, that battalion becomes non-functional unless, uh, unless your back's really against the wall, right? Um, so this is, this is the type of weaponry that we're dealing with right now. And, um, but it gets worse, I'm afraid. And this this relates to the the prion like aspect. So, uh, if I told you that there were other prion like disorders other than Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, what do you do you know of any, or are you have you come across the idea that there could be other um, CJD-like illnesses? 
I mean, to answer you directly, no. Okay. I have um, to say, you know, as you know, I'm I'm really skeptical of all this. I mean, could you explain to our audience, you know, what is a pathogen? Because my my understanding is that the the narrative wants you to believe there's this little, you know, bogeyman that can jump from one person into another or be be, and yet that that to me is a parasite. You know, if it's a sing single cell organism or a microbe, that's that's an animal. That's a very different thing to what these guys are trying to say that we're that that we're facing. And again, my understanding is when you look under the microscope at a cell that's basically doing its function in life, which is to when it comes under stress, is keep you alive. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, you have this. Um, process called pleomorphism um that that your cell is 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 trying to clean your body out of of i would say for the most part in human beings acid because i know everyone has a shit diet i know from what we said uh earlier kevin the the efforts i've had to make with my diet to to not get sick um, and that that is important right the, the terrain aspect is um is incredibly important Right. There's there would be no doctor worth their salt who would tell you that um, you can <laughs> drink Coca-Cola and um, Mackey D's and um, not expect your body to, um, you know, succumb at some stage. Right. But yeah, um, the I that the, the so the theory that you're talking about technically is called abiogenic pleomorphism. Right, that's pushed by this particular individual, or one of them. He's part of the psychological operation that's been uh, pushed out against people. But uh, I like to play this particular clip as he was um, being signal boosted at the uh, beginning of uh, the current, uh, when they pulled the trigger, right? Because remember, uh, stealth, stealth is everything, right? And, um, When they they understood long ago that pathogens by themselves ah they're finicky beasts and viruses as well, um, but they're, trust me there there are viruses and when this person says that there are no viruses, you know I've never done uh, virus research, you know I've never done uh, virus research. And there's his price things for uh so he's advertising he wants to he owns two porsches he's bold as a coot he's uh he's had uh hair transplants uh from between then and you having him on the uh stream but um the the idea that your body um so he'll talk about exosomes right um the exosomes are real it's part of intracellular signaling that your body uses and you know um a way of understanding them actually is think about the nervous system and neural transmission so most people understand the idea of you have a synaptic cleft between 
neuron to neuron, right? And between that cleft will be neural transmitters that will flow, go from one cell to the other, right? And those are off pushed out in essentially exosomes, if you like, and they'll contain uh, peptides or, yeah, peptides is a good way of thinking. So neurotransmitters, <laughs> various forms or another, they can contain messenger RNA, so on and so forth. The idea that um, you have um, what these people would push, which would be abiogenic uh, pleomorphism, right? That um, a cell that um, divides and um, is trying to come to equilibrium and then pushes out and becomes basically from uh, the whatever the mycozyma, I think, is the the word that they they use and these were these were elements that were identified by uh nascent uh, a while back using something called dark field microscopy right and what those are i'm afraid are um refrigerant bits of plasma membrane and it's the breakdown products of the cell right and um, there, we have a, th so I could take genetic material from you, okay, and I would know that it's human genetic material because our libraries have been constructed over the last 50 years, right, more, you know. The discovery of DNA goes back to the 50s and Watson and Crick, etc. And there's been a major, um, like the like the computing revolution, um, biotechnology has pushed very very fast in the last, especially last couple of decades. And the idea that your body is able to construct right, so the pleomorphic cycle is you have got this little mycozyma, this little um, thing that glows under the dark field microscope um, that is able of forming a little bilobule proto bacteria if you like and then that continues to grow and turns into essentially fungal type structures and that fungal structure will then go back round and um, release more sort of mycozyma. That's it in its sort of nutshell. Doesn't what we know is is that you can pretty much tag mo all life by the expression products of its genome, right? So if you've if I took your blood and ran modern molecular diagnostics on it, if I if I saw something that looked like uh, a um, fungal type organism, right? I can guarantee you that we would we would be able to classify that fungal organism once we'd done the uh, the proper the proper breakdown procedures and re reconstitute reconstituting the particles uh, the genome. I'm sorry. And th there, the the idea that you would your your body can't make unique genomes that would sort of categorize these 
um, other organisms in this cycle, right? It, it just doesn't work like that. Yes, your body makes exosomes. It's used to offload many things from the cell, waste products being one, and um, but also signaling to other cells in its immediate environment, you know, what it's doing, right? There's, there's levels of control that the body has that are very, very um, subtle and, you know, we're still sort of figuring them out. But um, let me just... I'm pushing through technically a lot and I don't want your eyes to glaze over with the um, the technicalities of it. Did what I say make sense to you? Yeah, I, I I get it because I kind of, you know, I've done my best to look at look at this stuff, Kevin. Um, it, it, whether or not I put my money on it, um, I'm going to say my jury's always out, as it should um, be. Be, be scientifically know, I, I, sceptical. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, we had Doctor Andy on the show, and I'll be honest, the only thing that he said that fell out of my kind of experience of, of, of understanding was when we, he, 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 I, because as I said to you earlier, you know, I haven't been ill in, uh, well, since like 2002 or so about 20, 20 odd years now, nine, 19 years. And ever since that I, you know, started eating vegetables, basically, or, or you know, in, in in significant quantity. Whereas before, before I just ate a shit diet. I didn't, you know, I was young. I was a marine. I I, I just thought you can eat what you want and blah blah blah. So, like I say, haven't been ill in tw in in nine about nine. But it's, I think it's two thousand and three. I stopped being ill, bar this one exception, where I experienced one year before all of this COVID stuff come out. I experienced what you'd say these symptoms were. Mm -hmm. And when I put it to Dr. Uh, Andy, you know, could it have been possible I'd been contaminated by neurotoxin? Um, he was very much of the belief that no, that, um, you know, that, that was not a possibility. It's just more likely that, you know, people get ill, blah, blah, blah. It was a unique time in my life. It doesn't conform to the rest of my life because, as as I said to you earlier, I just come off an 18-day water fast and, you know, stupidly or just whateverly, I went for a run on, <laughs> on about the 15th day just to show people, you know, the human body is incapable of uh, incredible things. But, but like I say, I did then come down for the first time in all these years with something that I would have said was COVID. Um, I went for viral tests with the doctor and they said, there's nothing like literally there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. But if you don't and have, that... if you don't have the primers ready to look for it, then they're not going to find it. Now you might find signatures of the inflammation, right? Mm. That that they could look for. They'll say, "Oh, you've got elevated um, T cell count, etc." Or um, all these, you know, there's a they're not they're non-specific markers of a disease process that's ongoing, 
right? Um, but unless you've got the um, the molecular keys ready to do the analysis that's necessary, and this is this is why, you know, people people who balk when I say polymerase chain reaction um, as a as a mechanism, but um, when used correctly, right? So if if they if they'd suspected SARS and you'd gone for a PCR test that had the right primers for SARS, if you'd had it, it would have more than likely given you a hit for it. Now, for sure, I would I would put out there that this pathogen was circulating much, much earlier than the authorities have told us. Right. That that much is clear. Mm. Right. So um, it could be likely that you've, you know, you're in a fast situation and, you know, your, you know, your previous experience in a um, non um, non seeded environment would have dealt with most of these most of the pathogens that you you come across. We've, we have a lifetime and you know before they started doing this type of engineering that's you know there were families and groups of um pathogens that you know you let your kid go out and uh, explore the world and their immune system will you know hopefully deal with it and um they they'll get through it beyond a few days of fever and measles um type lumps or chicken pox bumps etc um but the the idea so the, the terrain the no virus people always fall back to this idea of abiogenic pleomorphism right can uh, we go back to bit to the big screen mate is that will stop the share oh, just... uh, yeah, yeah yeah um um and I, I might just ask uh a favor and i've got a fill my tea up um do you mind if i just grab a quick drink if that's okay yeah you do that i'm gonna put us on pause so i'm gonna just um nip out for a couple of minutes if that's yeah. okay yeah hit the head brian <laughs> let's go for it let's go for it all right recording stopped
Uh, I'll just wait for... Uh, some comments whilst we're looking here uh thank you Armando and uh whoever d is for the um the coffees much much appreciated really uh you see how duck's voice is still uh still struggling and uh yeah i've had to shit since the antibacteria as well uh not the antibiotics but um yeah got the uh Got the old, uh, what do you call it? Probiotics on the way. Um, hello, Wakey Wake. Uh, good to see you. Um, all right. Uh, one could look up common law court to see what 1666 means for practical life today. Uh, yes, you need to understand what the secular V Act is and what it means. <laughs> and uh, oh, it just went down when I were doing the uh, whilst the uh, that Jewish lightning had been striking. <laughs> just happened. Happened to be a fire, didn't it, Governor? Canada cold cattle uh, recently. Why? Uh, Charles calls it the watchmaker's baby hypothesis. Yes, um, this is after uh, Luc Montagnier's uh, statement that this had been made by uh, a, uh, the equivalent of a Swiss watchmaker. Uh, Dead Inside says, I'm retarded. Well, I'm retarded or you're retarded. How dare you, sir? Uh, <laughs> Well, I was just uh amount of people claiming in disability disability benefit in the UK has increased by seventy percent in the last two years. Jesus. <laughs> How you doing, bro? Yes, we're good. We're good. Hang okay. on. You might want to hit that record button, right? That's recording. And where are we there? Recording in progress. So yes, I'm 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 sort of hanging in there from my um, how can you say my my skirting knowledge of the subject. Um, it, it's you know. Uh, I'm I'm I am fascinated with the whole situation and I'll say this again my jury is always out I I I'm not on you know my money's not on any horse I'm just on what, like what's going to create a better future for the for the kids um I I think the the way my thinking's kind of come to or what my thinking's come to is the big club they function on certain entrenched beliefs, we can say, and I really think that one of them is is um, virus theory. Um, I'm still yet to be convinced how, uh, uh, if it's a pathogen, if that's the right word, which is 
essentially we're not talking like a microbe. So, you know, if I'm in the tropics and I cut my hand, which which I have done, I remember having to go for antibiotics. It was actually a mosquito bite in my foot. It, it become infected after, I don't know if it's because I went in the sea, I was in Mozambique, it was a very hot climate. And within a few days, my foot was in a bad way. And a, a nurse come up, a friend of mine, give me a big lecture, whack some antibiotics in my bum. <laughs> Very badly, I'll say. She screwed it up. The, the the needle flew off the syringe. She was awfully embarrassed about it, but got it in there eventually. And of course, my foot cleared up within you know forty eight hours or whatever it was. And so yeah, you know, I obviously we can understand bacteria. We can understand parasites. Just take the you know malaria parasite as an example. Carried in the is it the Anopheles mosquito. <laughs> Don't quote Anopheles. me on that, folks. But Anopheles. yeah, you know, it, 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 when it bites you, it, it transfers that parasite, and and it can create havoc. Um, Hell yeah, and of course, and yeah, and 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 if it's the cerebral kind, it's it definitely can kill you. And we we some of my friends come down with it. I was always all right. Apparently, I have malaria, but I didn't I didn't feel it. But I always put that down the fact that I've always been sort of fit. But going back to the the, the whole virus theory it's this notion that like to my understanding an inanimate piece of protein can travel from one person into another and make the meal and and I'm, I can't buy it doctor you know I can't I can't buy that and I know when you look at the the landscape and the narrative in and you're like yeah but what about AIDS and HIV and and then you look into that arena and you see that for for a start the spokesman for all the medical councils was was fauci um and again like the notion that it wasn't people that were just living a bit of a rave lifestyle that that like my friend one of my best friends that Back in the dance era, he he got pneumonia. He was like out five times a week, eating burgers, um, and and had he gone to his doctor and they'd done a PCR test and that had shown whatever the false positive is that goes, oh, you're HO, that he would have panicked, and they said, doctor, fix me, and the doctor go, right, you've got to go on this heavy course of very strong medication and da 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 and then had my friend died everyone would have gone oh he caught this you know he's out there in a high risk group he's caught this thing and it's it's finally killed him as opposed to no actually he 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 probably needed to go away and naturally heal you know do what mammals appear to do which is go and lie low for a bit take themselves away not eat anything water or, or imbibe anything water or food for a couple of days and then then lay off the food and, and give your body that resting period to get better and he, he, i mean one red flag there in its own is like this is never mentioned anything of what i've just said is never mentioned well and let and, and unless you look at the alternative media and that's even then is very limited remember what i said earlier most people are awake so they get something's wrong 
But to make sense of it, they still believe into what I call bogeyman, that you get ill like from other people. And I'm yet to be convinced that, that uh, you know, a pathogen is usually defined as a microorganism that causes or can cause disease. Well, hang on. If that's the case, you've got to, you know, isolate that microorganism and say what 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 it is. You and and what we've been told is no, it's like an inanimate bit of protein. And just for our friends at home who might be confused now, so what what we're talking about about is the terrain theory. Um, which I always thought was a more progressive theory, but like I say, you know, you're my guest. I'm I'm not here to you know have an argument or anything. My my jury is. Well, you didn't come here for a good um, argument, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can have that after, mate. But um, it it's you know, and and what and again, so friends at home, what. Talking in very, very you know general terms here or layman's terms, you've got the uh, the big club with their virus theory that wants you to think that this inanimate bit of protein can jump from one person to another and make and, and make them ill. And where do they isolate that bit of protein under a microscope when cells are under? attack? Basically, you know whether that's acidosis in the body or you. You know, I mean, I, I poisoned myself once. Um, can we say I was uh, smoking something <laughs> illegal? Uh, off a yeah, bit of tinfoil. And, uh, and, and I didn't clean the tinfoil as apparently you're supposed to. I didn't even know that. And next day, oh, my God, like my fever was so raging. It was one of the worst fevers I can ever remember. And when I just think that, well, yeah, I poisoned myself. I probably had like metal poisoning or something. And every cell of my body was trying to do its job and clean up my body and kick that that toxin out. And when every cell is like, you know, vibrating at a higher frequency to do its job, and you've got a billion cells in your body, you're going to get hot. Way and, more than and, that, bro. And, and, you know, well, yeah, more than that. You know, again, you know, I'm preaching to the choir uh, um so i it's like i don't want to kick any babies out with any bath water knowing how very bloody clever the big club is and uh, how they control the narrative mm. and and you know the one thing that's being over there's several things being overlooked in the narrative of the last three years first of all like good eating you know and that's not even my idea of good eating which is super greens and and get yourself bloody check your body's ph and you know you need to do this on a daily basis until you get to know your body that that that's one thing but not even eating has been discussed. It's been, right, let's go straight to the big pharmaceutical companies. They're the only people that can fix us. You know, I wonder how many of these people that ended up in hospital on, on machines and then given the, what was it, the medazolam or whatever, whether they just been yeah, that's, uh, holistic. A you know, whole bunch that was done to facilitate this attack, right? And I'm, I'm putting this in language that I'm hoping as someone with a bit of military background can understand okay this was an attack okay 
and they primed the battlefield in multiple ways. Okay, first you've got first you've got to convince people that there is uh, something that they have got to um, be afraid of. I guess is one one way of putting it. But the there's a doctrine within chem bio warfare, especially biological warfare. They came to understand that um, binary agents are the knockdown method to achieve the results, right? And um, and I know this is straying a little bit away from virus isolation and um, categorization and what have you. And I can I can bring I can get a professional virologist to come and speak to you, who's who's very much into the, the what, did, what did you say progressive forms of um health well terrain we're, we're essentially talking terrain theory aren't we that 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 illness comes from from within um i mean the one thing they throw at you a lot is well we cure polio and then of course for anyone out there that's done a bit of research you start to hear talk of well actually at that period in time there was heavy metals in the water that we you know in the in the, in, in the water supply etc cetera, etc cetera. and the, and again it's something that's just never talked about in the mainstream and it's very um, likely hiv was a consequence of the um polio vaccine vaccine programs yeah well, i i would have said hep hepatitis because it was focused hep hepatitis on was the uh the vaccine that was probably the cause if agent with hiv but there's you have mm -hmm. to get into the um, special virus cancer program the primate um, research programs that they had where they were literally taking blood products cell cellular products from primates chimpanzees in particular and um, they were doing they were doing all sorts back uh, you know as human beings are want to do when we're when we're trying to um redu uh, uh, yeah reductively try to break down a phenomenon right and this this program like i say i i've i've tried to use 9-11 as a bookend because that's when the real legislation began to kick in that they would be able to implement the um, strategy and moves required to optimize the biowarfare attack that you've been subject to over the last three maybe you know probably goes back a bit before then um, with respect to the the release of the pathogen itself and um, but you know, there's there are you know in science, all you can do is build uh, a degree of confidence in a theory through often no one no one method will give you all the answers with respect to trying to investigate a phenomenon, right? So hmm. we can. You know, with the electron, the, you know, the emergence of electron microscopy, we could begin to see that there were classes of pathogen viruses that were visible and could be 
classified according to their morphology, their anatomy, right? Now, look, you could have a set of binoculars, right? And you can see something with a tail and four legs off in the distance. But if you don't know the optics of those that binocular set of binoculars, you don't know if you're just looking at a house cat at 200 meters or a tiger at 200 meters. Or right? the beast of Bodmin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you, you have to bring multiple mechanisms to bear. And the problem is, is that the principle of abiogenic pleomorphism doesn't stand up in the era of modern molecular biology particularly and what you what the the argument you'll get from uh grifters like kaufman bailey's uh that particular network is that they'll say oh it's all it's all done in computers with respect to reconstructing the um, the gene sequences of any of these pathogens and so we can't trust computers right but um, the technology moves faster than those retards are able to keep up and they don't have the technical experience the bench experience to keep up with this and so often the people that you see talking about um, terrain theory are funnily enough uh, MDs medical doctors right and a medical doctor quite often does three four years of undergraduate and then um, they'll do some residency and what have you and they'll get uh, you know they're usually sharp cookies right in most in, in most instances and um, you know I get it that a lot sort of ideologically possessed in one direction or the other and you've got to be conscious of that when advocating for your own health right and you, you, you're one of the best diagnostic tools out there right and you know when you feel well if you, if you can go out and uh, run a mile after a walk fast and uh, yeah we you know we have the we understand the biochemistry involved in that and that you're um, you're in, in using ketosis as a energy fuel and pulling energy from fats and and fasting is a recognized um, form of um, it has recognized health benefits right because you know you you, you in a in a state of starvation the body will catabolize cells that are probably you know mal malfunctioning yeah i guess is a yeah yeah tumors and cancers and, yeah. and this kind of stuff it will eat eat them up as a as a source of fuel yeah. allegedly again you know it's all everything's theory isn't it so it's well yeah but some some theories are more um tractable than others right and we yeah can't, of course we can't just engage mm -hmm. in um tinkerbell <laughs> 
fantasies because we we feel that it, it's that that makes more sense to us like i say you got you got to think right now 99% of the population are primitives watching white man turn up with his boomstick in trying to understand this weaponry that's been deployed against you and the so to answer your question um are there obligate parasites that basically take their genome hijack your cells to produce more copies of themselves yes there are uh, i'll give you just a good concrete example of, as to why that's the case right so could we just clarify for those of us you know on the fringe of this understanding when we say parasite though they're not suggesting that the whole covid thing is a parasite my understanding is they're suggesting it's a like an inanimate piece of protein so, yeah or a piece of piece of body matter it's not it's not a single cell organism which i would say not a single cell organism right but no. um technically uh, of pathogenic virus is what's called an obligate parasite it needs to hijack the cell in order to produce copies of it and you know it's a it's you know it's almost a metaphysical discussion of the boundary of what's life and what's not at that at that scale and you know the the most quickest and concrete example that i can give to you that um viruses are a construct that is a objective phenomenon is that you can you can ask andrew kaufman what about he'll agree with you that bacteria phage exist a bacteria phage is a virus it's an obligate parasite that requires a bacteria in which to propagate its genetic material he'll agree to that because they're one of the easier ones to classify under electron microscopy now one of the reasons that i went sort of i, I went online and started publicly speaking was that I watched that cretin try to show people a uh, electron microscope image of uh, a coronavirus and claim that that was a picture of a cell with the the spike protein being the uh, I want to say it was yeah it was this it was the virus sticking to the cell if you like but but what he was looking at was a close-up of a a coronavirus itself and the most let's say the quickest way to get through this for people who have questions and what have you we can use viruses at an industrial scale much like we can use bacteria for many many different um processes fermentation is a good one most people especially down where you are right you know scrumpy <laughs> yeah um People get that yes. chemistry, right? Um, and we can, there are gene therapies which are licensed and approved where they can take essentially the, so the uh, AstraZeneca, uh, I'll not say the V word, the gene transfection that was 
initially rolled out in the UK, right, used something called a chimpanzee adenovirus vector, right? And what an adenovirus is, is something that's been a mainstay in biological molecular biology for going in and again the process is called transfection where you want to have the target cell express a protein in such a manner that you can affect change on it in a reproducible fashion and so um, we have uh, um, we have Approved therapies based on gene therapy using viral vectors where they can take something like an adenovirus, put in uh, the peptide sequence that they want expressing and use the natural properties of the adenovirus to go in, transfect the tissue and express a protein in the hopes of producing a therapeutic response. In neuroscience, um, there's a has a couple of processes. One's called optogenetics, and another one is chemogenetics. And in optogenetics, they can take something called uh, rhodopsin, which is a light-sensitive protein that doesn't express... Um, I forget the actual source of the, where it came from originally. Um, but anyway, they, they, the point being that they respond to specific frequencies of light. And in... And you can use a viral vector, you can target an area in the brain, puff in a little bit into the area that you're interested in in, in having uh, the, the protein express. And then you can just use light to um, excite or suppress the neural activity. Okay, They can do it with something called chemogenetics as well. Um, these are called... Uh, getting into real boring technicalities they're called dreads uh designer designer drug receptor activated designer drug receptor activated oh, i forgot the last one right now but <laughs> come to me i've got um well we've done this for a few hours but um the 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 idea being that similar to using light you can use a molecule that would be um, benign to a, any other tissues except the, except the tissue where you've gone in and targeted in the brain and it'll excite or depress the neural activity and you look for behavioral changes in your monkey or uh, mouse or rat, usually mice in this particular instance. And your... And so th this is, these are industrial examples of the use of viruses and the properties of viruses, right? So as an as a objective phenomenon, it exists. There are even some viruses that are just getting to the scale where, where they are just visible under a light microscope, right? I forget the, the exact name for them, but um, it... it translates to megavirus basically and again it's just a sort of protein coat containing genetic material and um, I think I think they're oceanic viruses so they're in a sort of medium liquid medium anyway 
but these these things are reproducible. There are thousands of laboratories using them all the time. I've used them, and they they do exactly what's written on the tin. Okay, just I don't know if you remember those adverts from years ago in the. Uh, do they still do those? What is it? Ronson? That's Ron Silvers. Ron Silvers, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Does exactly what it says on the tin, right? And and so you can... Molecular biology has got to such a level right now where they're able to, you know, literally nucleotide by nucleotide build peptides that they're interested in and like I say insert them into uh, other peptide structures like uh, like the SARS virus and this is this is where you have to like I say you have to start wrapping your head around the idea of the type of weaponry that they can use against you right and so you can and so people will say oh where did the flu go and flu disappeared, right? Well, flu, I, I think the most parsimonious explanation is that flu is um, what's called uh, fomite spread. So it needs uh, it needs a sort of the spray of the cough or the sneeze. And it doesn't spread so far. Whereas SARS, this particular version of SARS, is what's called an aerosolized or aerosolizable, meaning that it's capable of being infective and in, and surviving in environments that the flu can't. And so, and the reason that it's a lot of the reasons that it has that property for being categorized as aer aerosolizable or operating in the aerosolizable domain is because of that the bit halfway down the spike protein called the furin cleavage site, which increases its ability to transfect into the tissue. Right? It increases infectivity orders of magnitude more than it more than a normal coronavirus would. Okay. And we know that these inserts are foreign because of the underlying nucleotide bases that make it up, right? It's, um, you don't find it in um, th this class of viruses. And, you know, this is how good we are with respect to the molecular biology, that we know what our um, human-optimized genomes and the nucleotide patterns of nucleotides that you would see versus bacteria versus virus. And so this is another um, issue where the people, the Kaufmans of this world, fall down is that, you know, we're able to make predictions. And that's all science is, is about making predictions with respect to confidence. I'm 95% certain that this is what we're dealing with. I'm 99% and 99.999%. And, you you know, if you're good at your science and clean, you want to be in that 99.999% of probability with respect to rejecting uh, your uh, your null hypothesis and the 
So just to, to clarify, you think flu is a virus that transmits from one person yes. to yeah. another? Yeah. But okay, it's not, I, it's see, not binary. I, I would categorically have to disagree with that respect respectfully. That's fine. It's it it because you've it, been around people is, with flu and you haven't caught it and um well it's not just that it's when you look at the excuses people make for their health it's it's always someone else's fault and like I get it because I lived like that for 30 years and it wasn't until like I say that I you know I stopped building up the acid in my body uh, which I can tell because I test myself. It tells me how acidic my my, my tissues are. And before you, I did just, this, you just pee on it, or just you can pee on it, or you can put it in your your uh, in your mouth. You you start to get very clever at understanding the difference between excreting, if that's the right word, you know, shit through your urine. And what your saliva is, which is a general indication of your your body's tissues, and the the beautiful part of this comes where when you get it right, the two match up. Um, so, for example, when you pee in the morning, you're not getting the red, the red because your body's ejecting all this acid, which is what it's designed to do. And it starts to come into the green and you're like, oh my God, I'm like completely, you know, my, 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 it's like my system's neutral. It's, it, 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 it's, it's balanced. And, you know, I, I'm certainly not alone in, in coming to the conclusion that, that the colds and the flu are when you've just, you've, you've screwed your body basically by rich toxic eating and you know after christmas everyone comes down with a flu on after ski holidays is another big one where you go and they lay on this banquet three times a day for you or you're eating in the chalets and it's all it's all you know protein rich excess carbohydrate sort of meals and i like i i just it it would take some real awakening we could say to take me back to when i used to think flu was something you you caught from something else kev uh, from somebody else kev you know because i i watch my family talk about this and you know they never listen to me you know what families are like your friends all like running around oh don't 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 pass me that drink you you've got the and i'm like oh dude dude like have you ever thought about taking charge of your own health and you don't have to deal with this shit and like i say other than that one weird blip I should also say I saunered every day of my water fast, which I don't know how that affects the, you know, the 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 nutrient deposits in your body or your your levels that you need. But you, when you when you fast, apparently you're supposed to just like lie in bed, take it easy, let your body recover. And I've just got that ex-marine mentality that marine, yeah, i, 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 I kind of just always do things uh, and i love I, I try and sauna every day but 
you know, I I cannot believe the flu is a bogeyman that jumps from one person to the other. It it it, it makes. It's not just that it doesn't make sense; it's that it only makes sense to the big pharmaceutical companies. Well, you know, there um, there were pandemics, and uh, before there were pharmaceutical companies, right? Well, there were, but when you look, you know, again, you know, when you look, when you look back at the alternative, or when you look at the alternative forms of information out there there's always another uh, i don't say like far more logical explanation because that sounds a bit bit a bit loaded but there's just no way you'll convince me that if someone comes into my house and they got the flu i'm going to get the flu the next day it's just not it's not going to happen and that and I would direct someone back to their self and say, look, what are you eating? You know, what's your diet? Do you know anything about like, you know, pH levels of, of living organisms? And if, you know, if you had a favorite potted plant or a, I don't know, you know, a cheese plant, like, would you really feed it the shit that you put in your body? Or would you like go do you know what this plant needs for it for its cells to thrive healthily they need a certain balance and it's obviously a balance between water um nutrients um and and another i'm not saying it's the only other ingredient but the other one would be the 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 the, the balance of the soil which anyone is grown weed will know it's like the most important thing it's the balance of the soil and and you know i think this is why these discussions look like 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 this kevin are, are, are valid because i reckon a lot of people listening have never considered it before in their life you know they they've been told that flu is something you get from another person um and it's What about Ebola on Marburg? Oh, so Ebola, right? So first off, right, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't like massively know what it is other than that there's outbreaks of it tend to be in developing countries. Um, I, 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 I don't know what they're saying it is. Let me just have a... Um, what it's a virus saying here. right so they're saying it's a virus but are they saying it's it's a it's a bacteria that's that's the thing that i always look for no um the hemorrhagic uh, uh virus flu uh, uh, like symptoms duh, 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 duh. yeah and and but but again so flu, flu-like symptoms, right, is literally your body's immune system upregulating, right? You wanna, you wanna be able to um, go into a sort of inflammatory state to uh, protect your protect your body, if you like, and you can you can leave yourself open, right? And you can it's good to you're thinking along the right lines with if you're not putting in the right fuel for your body 
you're going to leave open chinks in the castle wall, if you like, that um, pathogens will get through. Okay, and the um, by but to like I said, we can. The, there are molecular tools that we have that can, like specifically nucleotide by nucleotide identify these agents we know we know that influenza is a category of um pathogen because you know again we have lots of converging lines and um we know yeah, we know the molecular biology we have a good understanding not no we have a good understanding of the molecular biology behind it and um yes i i'm not going to disagree with you about the um, having in place a optimized um, body such that you're not you're not pouring equivalent of sugar in your gas tank petrol tank yeah yeah, right. yeah that's a that's a good analogy right but um, these these objects these biological objects are a reproducible phenomenon now do, like i say you like i say if you've looked after yourself in most cases you don't have to worry about the um the run of the mill pathogens themselves okay you you'll shake it off easy right you have a you know they say you have a robust immunity right and you know you want to know that your doctor is an advocate of um you know doing everything that you can to build up a robust immunity and in most instances i would say even so what what they're doing is is they're shaping the battlefield and a biowarfare attack in in modern modern war doctrine is not uh, a one one step process Okay, there's there's many many things that have to be put into place in order for it to be a, a, a effective at a uh, at a battlefield level, right? And had they had they just allowed medicine, current current medicine, to deal with SARS as it was, as it was coming into people's consciousness right uh, people became aware and sort of into 2020 that we, we were dealing with a potential novel uh, well, it's not novel we know what SARS is etc it's um it's been on the radar for a long time but it's a it's a virus that has um had a great deal of interest from the biowarfare deep state whatever you want to call it um industries for a long time 20 years 20 years um and had had they not had they not prepped the battlefield in certain ways i think that most people life 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 is tough and life finds a way in most instances and even even in like I say and i got um what they said to me was most likely Epstein, you know, mononucleosis when I was at, at university like 30 years ago. 
um, had I not been burning the candle at both ends, you know, and I was, you know, I didn't sleep. I, you know, I had to had to have a job to be at university, and I was I, I made sure because you know I, I went as a slightly uh, older student because I was, you know, I had, had a bit of a wayward youth, right? And the um, and you know partying and what have you. I might have just shook off that infection and not been pulled down that long, that long hauler, MECFS type path, right? And, you know, between then and now, we've come to understand a lot about what those states are. And, you know, this is, this is why I'm trying to um, do these types of conversations and that I try to stream every day. I don't have a set time. Should you, should those that are watching want to come and uh, see if I, they find this information useful um but the that's how i survive now right so get, give a little bit of my medical history as well so you know i had that mecfs type state and it took i, I and, it's, and you never get right after that you know and i i i thought that i was a um expert back back then you know i i understood all the biochemistry and <laughs> protein synthesis and all that when i was, when I was at university weren't i <laughs> right smart ass and you um but and so i've i've had to through like you sort of trying to find what's the sort of optimal way through that um that way to back towards sort of homeostasis if you like and being able to function okay now um in that's seven years ago now but um is it sorry kevin just for friends out there who might mm. be a bit sort of you know confused so j just to backtrack a bit so we were talking about you know a parasitic infection, we, we, you know, that's explanatory, you know, doesn't need explanation. Um, it's where but you get foreign... You think, you think, you understand that there are bacteria that can be pathogenic, right? Well... <laughs> and in I, fact, just... you're, you're covered in... Mm -hmm. Bacteria, bacteria and yeah, viruses, um, right? Yeah, we, we, we do, and generally we keep them in check, don't we? Because yeah. we're, uh, hopefully our body's in equilibrium by the the lifestyle that we live, you know, diet, exercise, et cetera, et cetera. Mental health? I, 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 yeah, mental health and um, stress, all, all this sort of stuff. I, what I'm saying, though, is like, you know, when you look up Ebola, it's not saying it's a bacteria. It's actually saying it's a virus. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, like trying to dispute that. I'm more trying to dispute that. Could there be, you know, the the, the first thing I'd like to, I'd obviously highlight is would this be an issue for us as humans if we just bloody ate vegetables and we did a bit of exercise? Which, let's be honest, ninety nine percent don't don't do you know um, um there there are many cultures that do have far more naturalistic lifestyles mm. where viral pathogens are still an issue right? and I, i'm just 
my, my sort of query is that a, as you know, what, what, as I said before, you know, is this not just something that people are picking up under the microscope, putting two and two together and coming up with five or is, is, but, but is there also possibly like another explanation for it? Um, I mean, sub-Saharan Africa, I, I worked in Mozambique for six months teaching kids over there, and it was amazing. These kids ate once a day, and they ate care of the state. And where did the state get its food from? God bless America, okay? Probably some sort of business, financial, scammy deal to keep the country in debt. But that's that. You, everywhere you went, you saw these big grain sacks with the American USA. flag on. And yeah, no disrespect to our lovely American brothers and sisters. I think they're the best people on the planet. I just think that, like all of us, we we we've allowed ourselves to be a bit misled, subverted, bro. Yes, but they had this thing called Chima, and it was it was. It was essentially a porridge. It wasn't even like a porridge. It was, uh, what was it we would call it? Um, not tapioca, but that kind of, you know, we'd have it for dessert. Yeah. Um, you probably made a corn starch or grain or, or, or some, some, something like that. And they, they mashed it up and they made it into what they called chima. And if they were lucky... And this was only through the school that I worked in. The school would ladle a bit of like goat stew on top of it. And it, mm. it, it looked like the like the last freaking thing you wanted to eat on this planet. But to these boys, I remember if you tried to interrupt their mealtime, they was like, Chris, we got to go now. And they would <laughs> run to the kitchen just to make sure they didn't miss their one meal a day. Well, you know, what do we know about eating processed carbohydrate? It's fucking just going to fill you with acid, right? And so to think that basically a whole nation, if we can think of sub-Saharan Africa as that dependent on, on food aid, not not every country, folks, I haven't been in every country, but I'm, I'm generalizing here. And every country in sub-Saharan Africa is, is filling their bodies with acid but then they're being used as like the test case study experiment for health. <laughs> um, oh yeah, with no, you know, with no background, uh, you know, dredging the background where you find, well, hang on, what do these, what do these poor folks eat? Oh, they just eat a, 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 just this incredible starch, which is horrible for us, you know, no veg, literally no vegetables. I, I mean, in the little bit of stew they ladled. There might be a mushy carrot or something in there. I I I can't. They, that's they like, be sounds like my school that. dinners back in the day. Yeah, bro. exactly. <laughs> well, a, a, again, another great example. Um, to these guys, it was like because it had a bit of goat in the, in the stew. That's really expensive to them. You know, you only kill a goat when you have a get special guest or a chicken or whatever it might be. Um, so vegetables weren't high on the priority. They just ate this mushy chima, it was called. Um, and again, you know, when we talk about, okay, this is a, it's a nation that is known for contracting Ebola. 
Um, again, it, it's it's like a dodgy wicket to, on which to base your science because yeah. So this uh, we have um, you know th th there's a whole bunch of processes that you have to go through to say that is is something causal to the uh, the disease that we're categorizing is caused by this particular agent and you know this is um you know it's another problem that the governments of this world have is that we can recapitulate the disease in test models and the um and then go through steps to re-isolate the pathogen and you know all all these criteria have been fulfilled uh, they've been done for SARS um, and they'll say, ah, oh, but they've, they've, I know all their objections. They'll say that they'll take the um, isolate and, you know, inject it up the nose. But no, they've, they've done aerosol type transmission studies with known quantities of viral, what's called plaque forming units. Because, you know, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to make a precise judgment on the exact number of particles, right? So they they say ten to the my uh, ten to the four plaque forming units, and uh, you know one thousand plaque forming units. So one thousand virions, ten thousand, like a hundred thousand, right? And they'll they'll stage it, and they you can recapitulate the disease in primates using these methods, and these these studies have been done, and they've been done. Well, <laughs> I'll give you a good example. Um, so monkeypox, right? Everyone, everyone knows that was uh, going around, but they couldn't, they couldn't quite make that into the health emergency that they wanted it to be, because, well, you know, there's a particular demographic that it was, uh, it was focused on, right? and, um, you know, was that the stupid demographic or? or, or... Am I misunderstanding you? It's just uh, homos, dude. <laughs> you go, uh, they're, they're the ones who are most at risk of it. Um, okay. Right. But um, I can direct you to studies where they can aerosolize this uh, monkeypox and um, they can expose primates to it. And once you aerosolize monkeypox, it's viciously lethal in primates, right? And I would, I would give me the tools and uh, allow me to aerosolize in a closed space and make sure that you get hit with enough platforming units that you're probably not going to make it, right? And these <laughs> these bastards have been doing this. <laughs> it's it's a precision science for them, and they know how to calibrate dosing right now when you're when you're dealing with respiratory pathogens what you're what they find is i forget the name of the law um but in in viral evolution right a, a virus wants to wants to survive right and it's sort of you know again it's a metaphysical question you know what does that mean survive but essentially it, inherent to genes is the process the inherent process to want to continue lineage propagation right and 
in in respiratory viruses generally they'll tend towards um less less lethal more transmissible right and if if we're dealing with a respiratory pathogen like SARS-CoV-2 and it's not just respiratory it'll get you through the gut as well um but generally you would you would see well what what you have seen which is what appears to be an attenuation in the lethality of the virus as it's gone through the various stages from the Wu, Wuhan strain alpha beta um, um omega whatever whatever other omicron um namings that they've given to the strains it's it's got less and less severe and that's that's the virus trying to find its dynamic uh, in its stasis with the environment in such a way especially if it's being tweaked in such a way that it you know it's it's a SARS virus it exists as a a, a a continuum of genetic material that goes back to essentially creation as far as we're concerned right that that's how you have to think of it and it's just re repeating copies that uses another host to maintain itself and you know what uh, can viruses have positive effects potentially and you know in there's these are many many complex questions that we could spend a long time drilling into but um and I'm happy to sort of continue this the, all these conversations but and on the, the first stream I want to I want to get it hammered home that um what you're dealing with is a, a biowarfare um assault Mass let, let, let me just ask you about that then, because this was the one thing that Dr. Andy and I, um, he, he, I, I was, I was a bit surprised. Um, the the reason being, when when you're in the Marines or the British Army or or the British forces, and I'm guessing forces worldwide, obviously a big thing about your training is understanding nu nuclear biological and chemical warfare yeah. you get these big green suits that you get issued and respirators and and you usually end up wearing them for reasons they're not you, you're like you wear them in norway because you're so fucking cold <laughs> in in the falklands i think they wore the 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 big plastic boots because their feet were coming down with trench foot. So they right, just right. whack those, you, you know, and, and to be honest for, for any, this is a bit of an aside, but for any soldier, you just don't want to be dealing with that kind of warfare. It's just trying to shoot a weapon on the range with just a respirator on. It becomes problematic after like three minutes, you know, I used to do this sneaky little trick. Um, yes, folks, disingenuous, couldn't give a shit. I just would unscrew the canister. So I was actually just breathing air <laughs> right? Or, rather than like have this big filter that, that meant you're sucking your balls through your bloody ears or something. Um, so like we had all that. And so just to break that down for people, so your nuclear, that's your, your nuclear war. I, I don't even freaking know if that exists. It, I So much stuff's been, cast into doubt now but let's not go there right? and no we, i don't we can, i can i can introduce I, you to someone who's uh um, oh. a 
you know a big proponent of you know maybe nukes not being real well and and i do you know what my jury is always out there's certain things that i think are psyops i think flat earth is a is a psyop unfortunately yeah it's hard for me to buy into that because i i i literally have two friends that have been around the planet um and if you were to talk about that stuff they just go what flat earth what 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 is it well, there's these people who believe the earth they're like are you fucking kidding me right they, they they're just so out of that they're not conspiracy people they're not you know truthers or anything that both military and and no they're not mi6 folks it, it, it none of us in the military got invited to join mi6 i can promise you but anyway anyway we're digressing but my point is you had your bio you had your nuclear um you you biological and your chemical and the notion was if you you sat there in your trench which we did we did that in training we had to dig trenches we had to put our gear on and and it it could be that this contaminant came down from above like an aerosol or, or just a liquid from a from a rocket whatever and if it touched your skin, it would it could go in through the skin, or you could inhale it. And we all had to go in the gas chamber, and you know, and and yeah, breathe CS. in, breathing that CS shit, yeah. and, and that's fucking that that is that was a nasty, a nasty place of training. It was one point where you just you couldn't control it. It was just horrible, <laughs> and you just anyway, anyway, anyway. So. I I personally don't have an issue with believing that, for example, you could put into um, uh, aeroplane fuel, what do you call it, avgas, isn't it, um, aviation gas, and that when you see these these trails above above you, and I'm not trying to sound conspiracy, if I'm just like literally saying, what about if something come out of that? that aeroplane engine that was a neuro a neurotoxin and we know neurotoxins exist because isn't that like magic mushrooms you know pretty much yeah you know yeah you you touch a poisonous mushroom you're either going to get a bit of a trip which uh not always particularly pleasant or if you touch the wrong one it it it, it gets in you and kills you They're a bit the same as a snake bite so we know this stuff exists and I I wouldn't be that naive as to rule out that when you've seen a respiratory illness for three years or something that affects the lungs, certainly, which is what I found, whatever it was I had, whether it was to do with me fasting or sauna, and I, I, I'm, I'm never going to know, but, it, you know, that thing, it was just persistent cough <laughs> all day long. And I had it for like about... I had it for about five months, just would not go away. Anyway, I wouldn't rule out, Doctor, that, of course, you can make people ill from aerosols or, or you know, chemical warfare. This is what we train for in the military. It would be be a bit silly to say, oh, that couldn't, that couldn't be true. They want um, you to think that, bro. They want you to think that right now. That's why you've got the likes of Kaufman being accelerated and spread around uh, in the manner that they are and making the type of money that they are right now. It's, te- it's 
three years and it's finished and suddenly oh, you've uh, you've bumped into me right and um, I, ca I can assure you had uh, I been able to get the type of signal boosting that he had would be in a very uh, different um, world right now than where we are and um, but what um what kev how how can we ever get any agreement on on this because we know the one thing about these babylonian mafia and they do a good job i mean let's be honest they own hollywood they own the music industry they own all the television companies they own the banking system they control our, our our poisonous diet. They control all the big pharmaceutical company. You know, they they own everything. And here we are all arguing over like, could it be this? Could it be that? Da, da, da. I think it, they want it's... you they want you arguing over the minutiae, right? That's Yeah, that's... exactly. And and I you know, I've talked to lots of people over the last three years. You know, I've met, I've met uh, uh, one thing I will say is I, you know, I, I spoke up at a conference recently. Like I was the only person of all the celebrity speakers, and I'm not a celebrity, but, you know, these guys are, cele they are celebrities, right? You know, they've been on TV and all this stuff. But I'm the only person talking about spiritual battle that the elites are controlling you through your ego and your anger and your and your division, which is why I say to you, like, I'm not going to argue with me because I don't want to come from a position of ego. Like, oh, you disagree with me, you fucker. You're not coming on my shit. You know, I, it, it's, it's, it, it, I, I think, you know, we need to be able to talk like adults. And But I've, I've been like the only one talking about the spiritual battle. They control you through your ego and they use fear and division to do it. Um, hence your Karens on Facebook and all your bitterness and your anger of people just so upset with each other that they don't look up and go, actually, we're all being controlled, aren't we, by people that understand this and they're really good at it and they've done it for, you know, probably the last 8,000 years, 10,000 years. And and recently, as we saw, they got their act together with their, with their you know, Sabatine, Frankie's cult, and they're joining the Rothschilds and joining uh, um, Adam Wise up from his, his Illuminati. And you see all that stuff. And you see in Hollywood, they're all doing this bullshit. And, they're, you know, they're somehow communicating this. And, 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 and every music video that... Probably parents who've got, you know, eight-year-old girls are letting them watch Lady Gaga because they think, oh, it's just pop. Oh, it's just all about love. And and there's Lady Gaga with her kit off half the time and doing all this and dressing herself in dead meat. And then, I'm not just picking on her. No, it's let's all of them. pick on a it's, silly it's, slut. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's fucking all, all, all of them. I don't know if they're intentionally in 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 some big cult or whether they're they're just all fucking victim it doesn't matter i think unless you are spiritual you are a victim you you have been damaged by society you do think that you're going to get your just deserves in this world by operating through your ego and you're fucking not you're just not it's something it's been so well wow. so paramount to me to get on top of 
it's, um, it's a complex question, right? Especially one of consciousness mm -hmm. and um, what consciousness even is. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I, I can do that discussion as well, right? You mm -hmm. know, as, as a neuroscientist, that's you know a lot of a lot of the reason that I got into what I was doing was just um, I had to I had to understand the phenomenon from um, psychedelics. And not just not just the happy psychedelics, but the burn your soul down to nothing and to feel like you ain't coming out of it for eternity type of psychedelic experience. And I had to sort of you know countenance that with my you know experience and um, my position in life. I'm I'm down with doing that, and it, it you it's okay to put this type of fight in a spiritual context as well. I don't I don't have any problem with it okay I'm um, whatever if I'm less con I'm more concerned about someone who would have a, a an entirely materialistic understanding of the nature of reality that I, I wouldn't I, I'd be if they were in my foxhole I'd be watching them very very closely in this particular fight right mm. that that's this this is this is the how deep we we are in this fight right now and you know the you know that's the you can say life is always just about struggle it's always fight in a way and it's in, in a way it's just coming mindful and just ease at ease with the fact that that's what it is right and we all everyone has their own personal battles all the time right but the problem is is that we live in a complex universe and the um so the technical term would be the phenomenological uh philosophical approach that your uh everything is just a expression of your own mind right if you think mm. like if you think like that you're going to get eaten by a tiger Right, and so the the brain consciousness for what you know whatever it is has a whole series of nested mechanisms, if you like, that are trying to um, one reach you to the state of self-actualization and coming to uh, understanding the nature of. God and the fact that there before his grace go all of us and uh, woe betide should you go go crossing him and uh, the the fact that you you need to you need to still put fuel in your body right and you've got to you've got to be able to get access to water and and food and and shelter and because you know you start losing some of those more fundamental basics and um your organism isn't is, is going to become hyper focused on that and you know they've they've weaponized every aspect of existence to get to this point where they feel i i think that they're that for, you know I, again this is another long conversation about why now why this particular point etc and um you know what do they know that would would um make them pull the trigger because i would say if i was to give something you know, uh, uh, probability weighting to what it is that we're dealing with, right? And you know, all, all I can say is that I'm 95% sure that 
we've watched them fire this overt weapon in such a way that the um, the subversive elements and mechanisms that they used, and you know, you can argue about the nature of the Western hedonistic materialistic lifestyle and what it and how toxic that is versus the um, mm. the you know again these are complex metaphysical metaphysical philosophical discussions that need to be had and um we can we can have them right <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to do that mm. but first off you got to you got to realize when you're being if you're being slapped about you got to be able to defend yourself right and sometimes you might not even know you're being slapped about for a little while and that's what's happening right now i think what you're going to see is it's going to becoming more overt uh, with respect to um let's let's just say more more traditional forms of fucking with you right which will be that um you know there's there's four horsemen right and um i think we're probably likely going to be seeing um a lot more famine and war in our immediate future than um the the west is used to right we've been we've been ensconced a long time uh, off the off the bones and backs and blood of men on on either side of the conflagrations that they are, i don't know they've whether there's some universal clock that's going off i don't know whether it's a um <laughs> coronal mass ejection I, it, it doesn't matter what happens right now is that you've got to have lineage progression of some form and they, these people seem to be past masters at lineage progression in such a way that they're able to propagate information across generations and we need to be in the same position right now and um the the disease factor is been fired potentially we're going to see more but you need to understand how that battlefield is going to um play out okay so i need to explain to you the other half of this equation and we're probably a few hours into the uh the stream although the semantic analysis that they can do automatically on uh video transcripts now is um uh, amazing um, it's, it's, it's instantaneous, right? They're, they're, they're auto, the the text to speech, or speech to text, is so fast, and the um, yeah, like I say, semantic analysis of it so quick that it, it'll make it. You could do a four-hour stream like this, and it it'll compress it down and keep its meaning, such that as a human being, you can read that and get the synopsis of all the things that we've talked about in the four hours. Mm. Okay. This is, this is so, you know, it's some sort of synchronistic convergence of technologies in such a way that whatever, whatever it is, whether, look, they could be going into their spirit cookers, whatever, whatever it is, right? In, in this fight, I don't, I'm, I want to make sure that I understand every facet and component. And I recognize that that's part of the, uh, the way right it's a fire the warrior call it what, whatever you want right mm. it's part of the equation <clears throat> you've got to you've got to wrap your head around it otherwise you're going to get chewed up and even if you understand it and you get it you're probably still going to get chewed up fucked up and um most of us probably won't make it 
right? It's that simple, right? So it's important to understand how they've how they've used the weaponry that they've used in the last three years because the more people understand that they've pulled the pin on this, well, pulled the trigger, I think is a better uh, expression rather than pulled the pin, right? They pulled the trigger on this warfare mm. because they had a degree of confidence in how the weaponry would unfold and they'd prepped the battlefield enough such that they could um, deploy the weapon and um, get ready to position themselves such that they maintain a, a position of preeminence on the next iteration, the next cycle, whatever you, however you want to think about it. Okay, And that gets down to, um, so the shots I'm just going to refer to as gene transfection. Okay, So unlike classical vaccination technologies, they unrolled out, right, and this is how they've managed to amplify the impact of the synthetic chimera of the spike protein that they released into the environment three, maybe earlier but at least three years ago, three and a half, four years ago. By using gene transfection, what they're doing is they're not just presenting your, to your body a peptide, like a classical shot with a chemical adjuvant in that the immune system would respond to, and then you, you, would, have, you would mount an immune response and you, you would fight off the illness in such a way that it was, um, you hope that your vaccine technology, like measles, would be what's called a sterilizing vaccine. Meaning that if you come into contact with the disease-causing agent, it, it doesn't get, it doesn't propagate in you. The immune response has learned enough from the exposure to the vaccine itself, that it it can shut it down. Should you should you get into contact with it again, right? Gene transfection approaches that they've used with, especially with the pathogens that they're using, are what's called non-sterilizing. So you you're able to keep replicating the virus, even though you're you're producing. And this is where we have to get into the immunology a little bit, right? So they use a, um, you have to have a metric uh, of measurement with respect to does your, does your medical countermeasure work, right? And so in this particular instance, we can, we'll focus on the, um, the injections in this particular instance, right? And I can, uh, we can talk about the other. I'll just, I'll make, uh, <laughs> I'll mention it because I got someone who's watching it just wants, you know, things like remdesivir are um, another attack vectors that have been abused in this environment to um, inflict harm and degrade the population, right? But that's all I'm going to say about remdesivir at the moment. With respect to the leveraging of the uh, the environment, such that they're able to try try to pull pull off what they've done, 
by using gene transfection in and you'll notice you'll notice that the the AstraZeneca approach that uses a viral vector to try to achieve a immune response got basically shut down. That's the one where they were like, oh, that one's got side effects. <laughs> Don't use that one. <laughs> people people getting uh, intracerebral uh, clots and, uh, you know, <laughs> quick, knock that one on the head. And they've, they've gone for this lipid nanoparticle um, coded synthetic codon optimized mRNA. Okay. Now, the problem that we have is that, that that lipid nanoparticle is highly permissive around the body. When they told you it just stays in the site of injection, they knew that wasn't true. Okay? We know it goes all around the body. We know it makes a beeline for particular organs, um, fatty organs, but um, you know, ones of con immediate concern but particularly for the young is uh, ovaries. We know it accumulates there. Um, and it'll get, it'll get into your brain as well and other organs. But let's just, I'm just trying to sort of build out the other side of the equation so people fully understand what they've done. And so you realize um, the spiritual war um, the principality is, is reaching right down now into the physical domain and <laughs> meat's about to meet metal. Meat is meeting metal. On a massive scale, you've got trench warfare going off in the, on, on the European continent again, right? Didn't, nary took a hundred years, did it? Or they pulled that one. Or they pulled that one out the hat, right? But this, this, um, this ability to tr or, or spread widely ar around the body, okay, and in conjunction, in conjunction with the remember I mentioned the furing cleavage site, this ability to transfect tissues at a, at a much higher rate than would normally be. Um, acceptable right and it, it so much so that and again this is the really disturbing part it was uh, all this biology that i'm explaining to you and i haven't even got down to the there's a there's another attack vector underneath what we're dealing with beyond beyond what you think of as viruses okay and you and, and that's prions okay you've got to get down uh right so the the prion no sorry the Furing cleavage component makes this expression of the spike protein in these organs, and like I say, of major concern is the buildup in the ovaries, and the fact that it can get into tissues and tissues that are going to have a high metabolic rate, cardiac, but also brain, and there you will get a sustained expression of the of the peptide products from from the messenger RNA that's wrapped up in this lipid nanoparticle okay 
that's so this is a binary agent right so that so with the with the pathogen itself might have been might have been a bit nasty taken out that taken out the elderly it seemed that the the young mercifully were um spared at the beginning that's not the case anymore suddenly young are dying at a rate that it's st statistically significant you have to ask yourself who made the command decision that all for all the forces all nato forces all had to take shot it was mandatory of an experimental technology gene transfection technology a technology that had never been used before on this uh, on any sort of scale we, we'd known from previous experiments that trying to trying to make a medical countermeasure of with similar to what they used right now re-exposure to the pathogen always results in death of serious disease and that's that's what you're seeing right now and you have to ask yourself or people listening to this you have to ask yourself okay so but where are we in, in are we being slapped around suddenly that you've got to wake up you got just and get look around you what's happening and you know and and, and and you know i don't want to black peel people too much but you've you've first got to make that realization and then my my solution like i don't know if it's the best one or not but it's it's um non-compliance to what it is that they're trying to do now the problem is is that i think that they've accelerated they've got they've they've hit the accelerator so hard and they've gone chips all in and they they try to pull the idea that there was that this was a zoonotic phenomenon it was something that just it leapt out of a bat cave from um china and um it was all because we're driving cars and um just doing uh using using the one bar electric heater too much that's what they tried to pull initially right and that that narrative crumbled it, it once you start poking it because the science behind it is not at a um it, it doesn't stand up to scrutiny when you when you start pulling back the layers and then then you get into well if, if it's not zoonosis what is it well it's lab origin well if it's lab origin then what's the what's its purpose and then if its purpose is well it's um it's bio warfare um and then they will say, well, but then if we were doing biowarfare, it was defensive biowarfare just to try to understand so we can make the countermeasure for it. But in the countermeasure, there are, there are elements there that you would never put. You would never, ever put them. We've got them on record saying this. They would never put a furin cleavage site in. They would never get your body to encode a furin cleavage site that would be functional. They would never put in the HIV sequences in those variable loop parts that are that are at the top of the spike. Okay. There's an the, the and I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up with this, right? And we can and, and then I'll 
I can come back any time, dude. I don't do anything else but mm. this right now. Is just try to warn, warn other people what's going on. Under the, under the biology which most people are struggling with, this idea that you can have this obligate parasite go in, express proteins that can be harmful to you. Even we've gone through this discussion, right? Now, whether whether you believe in um, viruses or not, they've still gene transfected. 70-80% of most of the western world right they've expressed these these peptides these these peptides which we know are linked to coagulopathy so this is why you're seeing blood clots it's why you're seeing the uh, cardiac arrests. It's why you're seeing all all this type of phenomenon. Why you got to be stupid to not be watching fit young athletes just suddenly keeling over and not scratch your head and think, "Hey, what's going on here?" Right? We can agree on that much, mm -hmm. right? So, underneath underneath that biology is another more fundamental attack vector that comes down to the idea of prions, right? Now, what what the objection you'll get is that there's not a prion here, there's no prion protein, but these are people that don't understand neuroscience as we understand it in today's day and age. Parkinson's, out. Kevin, just... I'll let you keep keep talking so you don't interrupt your flow. Just give me 30 seconds. Now you can go to the bathroom, dude. I'll, I'll take a break, too. I'll, I'll check the chat, what we got here. Um, uh, what is the next not real thing? I <laughs> right, James says, I'm 62, I take no meds, none, I'm not vaccinated, not even childhood vaccines. I did get COVID, it was bad. My friend makes all my meds in her house in the country. Sometimes she tells me to use modern medicine too. Good to know, Jane. Uh, I don't know what particular part of the island he's from, but I fucking hate it. What, me? There you go. Uh, let's see. Done mushrooms, fake times in high doses, never had a bad time, 100 LSD experiences, all positive. Weed is far more likely to cause an unpleasant experience for my money. Um, no, not necessarily. You wait You wait till you trip out after... Uh, <laughs> after you've ate five, six blots. <laughs> you just... Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. I was just reading my chat, bro. Just... <laughs> Well, it's, it's a good good point to just does what i say make sense at the moment yeah can you just explain to us because when you're saying this what i'm thinking is I, I guess what a lot of people will be asking is what is the motive then behind these jabs i mean what is for the big club i mean what are they literally is this about population control is this uh, just about compliance? Is it about are they testing out this 
you know, gene technology to see if people are just that fucking stupid, they'll take it, which let's be honest, 99% of people have. I mean, no offense there, folks, but it's not, it's not stupid. It's not the right word. Is it? it a lot of people, a lot of people were coerced and forced into this. Forced into it. It's gullibility. It's people that never read fucking books that you know that 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 couldn't give a shit about their own health. That just it is it, it, people being in the matrix that just believe everything they're told from the, the the the. It's a combination of, but but as far as the big clubs concerned, what what are they trying to do? Are they trying to hurt people? All of the above, um, bro. All of the above. That's mm. that's. I, I wish I had. I, I think one of the more scientifically constrained arguments is this that they want to be able to test um test and compare across genomes right so this this is the next evolutionary step if you like the transhumanist type approach where um what i was doing with respect to primates and um putting electrodes in and stimulating areas of brain and trying to modulate behavior, etc. There's only there's only so much you able to learn at that level. Right? And there comes a point where they you 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 want to be able to understand the subtleties in the genomes of individuals. And you know there are, you know, race. Race is a thing, um, and there's subtleties within race, within region. And <laughs> look, man, we can, we can take genomes and we can, we can pin you down to another <laughs> square kilometer, probably, of where you where you've come from. You know, provided that the um, the genetic material, you know, there hasn't been too much. Um, you haven't you haven't been your grandparents weren't african and russian and um south american right we can, if you if you're from the if you're from devon it's got a lineage that goes back there as far back as you can tell and you you look similar to everyone else in the village you grew up in we've got we'll they'll be out and now you're pretty close in that respect okay and it's very likely that what they're trying to do is they're trying to build databases, big data, with respect to understanding interactions, potentially. The problem is, is that there are elements to, why put, why put the offensive agents that they have done into, into the, um, the pathogen itself or the, the medical countermeasures? That's that's the question that we've got to be asking right now, and um, I do. You, doctor, do you think they're going to try and come back from this with another one, and that just because the ninety nine percent live in a matrix get all their information from the mainstream media, they're just going to go for it again, or, or do you think that they've? You know they've put their foot in it on this one, and and people are just too skeptical. And even even if people are gonna go for it, 
they're going to have like five workmates go, Oi, what are you doing? Are you serious? Have you not seen how many people are dying? And, and did, or, I mean, I always believe they work on percentages and, and they know that as long as a certain percent of people will, will just believe what they hear. Those of us that speak out against the narrative, we're just silenced. Oh, they don't, they don't um, give a fuck anymore about us, bro. They, 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 like they, they, it's gone so far right now that they, they, they managed to suppress someone like myself, a scientist who was speaking out. Right? They, they've done that well enough that I, th I just think the next phase is coming. Right? And mm. what, what does that look like? Well, I, I think we can look at some of the science that's emerging and probably hazard a guess or make some predictions. We can work off percentages too. Right, they're just human beings still. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. And, um, and I think they're a bit thick. They just, they just seem to stick with their age-old psychological tools. And it's only because most people aren't familiar with what they are that that they're not they're not aware of it. But once you see it, you know how many times can you use the word anti-Semitic when it's like nothing to do with bloody it's like someone's just criticizing some shit <laughs> you know and 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 literally that pat they've always relied on the fact that these powerful mechanisms like anti-semitic tinfoil hat conspiracy it, it's always worked for them in the past but now whereas i mean just take our friend um, david as an example where if david i spoke out 10 years ago or someone put a comment like on a Facebook uh, post on a Facebook page, you'd have 99% people in that thread going, oh, he's a nutter. Who is about the lizards? You know, just like non-thinking shit, you know. And you'd have one person going, no, guys, you really should listen to him. He, he he's, It's not what you think. Now, when David gets posted on a, it's, it's a hundred people going, he was right. <laughs> Look, man, know, not... he, he was right about pedos. He was right about the 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 rottenness of the British establishment with respect to the degeneracy that they would engage in. We know it. <laughs> That's not up for debate anymore, right? And we we that, that, again we, we can have a discussion. Uh, another time about the uh, proclivities of these people and what that what they will and won't allow, etc. And um, I, I think what's going to happen. So the, there are elements we can use our uh, our data that just to make predictions as well, like they can, like they do, like they try to do. That's that's a lot of what their their business is prediction. And then selling you insurance against them, right? And um, let's say the that great fire in uh, 1666. They say Jewish lightning and all that, right? But um, the what we're what we're dealing with, I, I, I can blow your mind with respect to that particular that that particular genotype in in a second, right? But prediction is, I think, is what they're gearing up for potentially right but they 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 want to be able to um improve their data collection and analytics potentially this is best case scenario now 
right? That they just what they they there's a they, they want better health care for themselves because they you know these people uh, if I know one thing right I've I've lived in the Middle East I've lived in uh, Israel right they they fear death a lot of them right and uh, they're sneaky right but um, they ain't very good at fighting sorry right they're uh, you say they trick other people into doing the fighting for them right um we best case scenario they're looking for mapping responses onto genomes such that they can tailor these therapies gene transfection technologies for next generation therapeutics and interventions that they can leverage themselves right maybe maybe the stem cell avenue and the the growth factors and the yeah the adrenochrome whatever you know the people get that bit right <laughs> maybe maybe the adrenochrome just ain't working for them anymore right so they need they need something else and so they need they need this new technology maybe 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 just part of them are just psychopathic sadists that um just want to inflict pain i think that's a lot of it too uh maybe a lot of it is just people are just too many people are getting switched on to the game that they've been playing for uh for too long and so it's time mm. to uh um manage the population as it were whatever way that they see fit um I, I don't know these are these are all possibilities but short term here's what you need to be looking out for there's data come out in the last few months what they've shown is that people who have had multiple shots undergo a process called um antibody class switching right and usually in a disease type response you you want a particular type of antibody igg class 2 to begin to proliferate in your body such that the, this is it's more complex complex than this but the, the idea being that once you've experienced a pathogen one time and your body has got over it and your T cells and memory cells have all come to terms with that pathogen, the next time you see it, you can rapidly upregulate the uh, adaptive immunity such that you make antibodies that will tag that foreign protein and then your T cells will come in and get, get engulf it and do whatever else it needs to to uh, take it apart we've seen a phenomenon being reported it's reported like i say was published uh just at the end of last year in science in science magazine so um i don't put much stock in the journals anymore um they're bought and paid for by these people but um this you know again they might be they might just be fucking with it this data maybe maybe not but it's a fairly easy to result that will um and i've seen too much confirmatory evidence that 
says to me it's probably true. You get a class switching of your antibody type responses because the the, the focus that they're thinking about immunity was that you had to get the uh, antibody response and then you're okay, you're fine. Once you're making those antibodies, you can carry on as good as you, as, you don't have to worry about it. They the the because of the hyper exposure that they've done through this gene transfection approach, right? Creates uh, it creates massive amounts of antigen or foreign peptide, the spike protein. And you, they keep exposing people to it, and it's happening in parts of the body that are normally, you, know, you have to think of your body as a sort of series of nested layer castle balls, if you like. That if if you're making that protein um, in your bone marrow and your ovaries, um, you know, the body sort of says, well, you know, I've got to, um, I've got to constrain the immune response because you don't want you don't want to have a overactive immune response to that tissue because then you de develop um, uh, hyperimmune type disorders, lupus, that type of thing. And you, so what you see is you see a class switching to where the antibodies respond as if you're, as if you would be exposed to pollen or um, pet dander, right, pet fur some some type of common allergen right and so one one increases the activity of the immune system and the other the one that you have for um pollen decreases it so that you don't because we're surrounded by pollen all the time right where well, these people going to say pollen's not real now <laughs> and most people don't have crippling hay fever right but everyone's getting exposed to this pollen all the time and you know, thankfully, you know, that's one one thing I managed to avoid in this life was just um, allergies in in that sense. But what what you're dealing with is a um, highly permissive replicating pathogen, where they've come in and they've essentially disarmed the guards at the the gates, if you like. And so now, now you're going to be essentially engaged in a, a type of uncontrolled viremia in the body because the alerting system is not going to be there. You need these antibodies in effect to say, um, hey, we've come into contact with this protein again. Send in the, send in the killer T cells, right? Mop it up. And that's, that's not happening in this particular instance. This is what we would predict is not happening. And so we can we can expect, well, there's, uh, this is part of the short-term responses that we can see or predict. The other would be that because of the HIV-like sequences, which would, <laughs> so a lot of it comes back to HIV research again, right? And they'd learned a lot of this through working on HIV, right? So class switching was something that they learned from HIV vaccine attempts, and they know it's something to be avoided. And so there's epitopes that they don't you would not include in the in a vaccine candidate, and those are precisely the ones in that 
long loop section at the top, right? And so what we might be seeing is a form of uh, immunodeficiency at, at a population scale, it, uh, a yeah, an AIDS, if you like, that that's coming in, and um, it's a consequence of exposure to them setting up the battlefield in such a way as to cause immune dysregulation. And so, are there are there signatures that we can see right now which would perhaps indicate? That that's what we're seeing, or, or, or yeah, see, yeah, we are seeing, right? So, <laughs> um, we have um, RSV going around, um, record flu, norovirus is through the roof, um, many, many different pathogens are way, way above the normal background level. And so in, in this instance, again, what it's, you have to think about this as incapacitation over long periods or, or, or extended periods of time such that they get, they get an advantage to be able to load the dice in a particular direction. And it goes deeper than that, which gets to the, the prion question, right? The, as well as the, do you have any questions at the moment? Because I'm, I'm, I could just rattle on, and it's like I'm. I make the assumption. <laughs> I I know it, so everyone must know it, right? And do you want to just uh, for our friends at home, just just clarify a prion for them? Because um... so prions are what's called proteinaceous infectious particle, and what you what you have are proteins that misfold. And essentially, um, the misfolded protein itself becomes infective and is able, by coming into contact with, well, it's, it's usually proteins of the same type, coming into contact and causing them to misfold. And then it's sort of like sticking Lego bricks together and the, these misfolded aggregates build up in the cell and the cell begins to break down mm. and so this is what you find and to the point it can reach the point where you can get something called encephalopathy right and that's that's what mad cow is is bo bovine spongiform encephalopathy which means you get holes appearing in the brain right but there are there are other and the, the protein that they would look at is it's called prion protein right it's that's what they categorized it as so i hope that sort of i, I want to go slowly here so people um can keep up so at each step did that bit make sense yes okay so there are other disorders of protein misfolding that manifest at various levels, right? But because for, I come from a neuroscience background, I focus on the neurological um, manifestations, okay? Now, there are a whole bunch of neurological disorders which 
are prion or use preenergic, meaning prion-like mechanisms. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lewy body dementia, frontotemporopole dementia. The list, the list goes on and on, and we're finding more and more. Now, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing an increase in what's called all-cause mortality. Do you know what that is? I don't know. So we're seeing higher than average levels of death that we would predict from a rolling five-year adjusted for changes in population size dynamics that we would predict. And so you get an average and it's seasonal, right? You'll see it peak in the winter months, yeah. it goes down and right. And since the well, we've had we've had increases in all cause mortality or, or increases in the all cause mortality measurements, but you know, right from the outset of SARS emerging, them announcing SARS. Now there's good evidence that they increased the initial peaks of that by policy right so things like end of life pathways oh um, they they've got a uh, diagnosis of uh, SARS covid um he's uh, he's in his 70s uh he's a ward of the state with respect to um, uh, social security benefits, you name it, right? Um, that one gets a DNR, do not resuscitate. The UK, to its shame, put DNR on anyone with um, disabilities and learning disabilities. So even even like or if you were autistic, special needs, or the UK put a DNR on your record right if you got if you got a severe case of covid now we're dealing with something technically called a neurotropic agent and we know that it hit the in the younger cohort those that did have um mental health uh, not not mental health but um neurological disorders in this particular instance Right, so the, the signals were there already. For sure, for sure, it was amplified through policy. But the excess death that we're seeing right now is in no way right. They cannot make the argument to you that it's a consequence of lockdowns. Right, <laughs> that was that was two years ago. And right now, the young are also showing a big uptick in all-cause mortality. This this is very problematic right now. And it's, I would argue, it's a consequence of the the use of a binary agent in in this sense. Now, again, it's a, this is a long, long stream where we've gone through very, very technical details to get to get to this point. And I, I get it if some people are just it's such a it's such a complex and such a all-encompassing, fear-inducing. Uh, knowledge drop the most people shut down right the f fear kick in and they'd rather just uh, 
put blinders on and not think about it. But we've got all-cause mortality. It's not strained NHS. It's happening across all the countries that they've, <laughs> they've deployed this agent. Japan, which is one of the healthiest countries on the planet, with one of the highest um, average ages before death, has now one of the highest, it has the world's highest vaccination rate. It's going through its eighth wave, and this is its, this is its worst wave yet with respect to what they're calling COVID-related deaths. Right now, they're telling people that there are uh, these deaths that we're happening, they're not COVID related, right? Because people people expect COVID to be a respiratory pathogen. It's not. It's not. It's. I, I told. I, I said what it was at the beginning, which is this, this disseminated coagulopathy, systemic coagulopathy, which means it causes, or one of its pathologies is it causes blood clotting. Um, and in the microvasculature. So again, how, 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 for example, how's the UK government going to control this information and put it across in a way that like fuck all's happening when, when clearly something is, um, uh, you I, I, know, how, how, how are they going to, how do they control this? it? How do they hide it? Um, you make people poor, you make people hungry. You know what? You take, you take those that you're most afraid of, which is the uh, shiftless, the shiftless working class. And Bod's probably like me and you didn't want a bit of aggro growing up. right? Mm. And you send them off, get them out. Right. Uh, send them in at meat grinders. Now that's why they're, that's why they're gearing up for war with Russia. I would argue. And again, the problem is, is that these things are not, um, disparate events. Russia, Russia, quite rightly, has pointed to the fact that there are all these bio labs in Ukraine that were doing the type of what they call surveillance type re, um, diagnostics, if you like, where what they're doing this this idea of incapacitation as a form of biological warfare. So you want to understand the biome and virome of a local area. Right, so you you go in, you find those, and you make changes. You make a souped-up version of the pathogens that you find around there, like cholera. Um, what a good one actually is uh, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, tick-borne illness. Right, that's that's an Ebola-like illness. And as the as the conflagration kicked off in Ukraine. They were like, they were like, hey, we ain't got no labs there, Governor. But they were like, and but people were like, no, we know you've got them, right? <laughs> You're bragging about them just a few, a few years ago, a year ago, prior. And funnily enough, and again, this might, again, might you've got. We're looking at the boundary conditions of data sets, and so you have to look at edge cases very, very carefully. And this is just you know, a little anecdote of a little. Uh, quantum of evidence, if you like. Um, as they did that, they said um, the WHO even said, oh, "Destroy any 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 pathogens that you've got. That you've got to do, you've got to do that right now because Russia's going in." And Russia said, "We're going in because you've got these bio labs all along our border. 
let alone bad enough that NATO would be um, making moves into Ukraine, right? And you know, I'm old enough to remember um, Perestroika and <laughs> saying, not one, inch, not one inch further east, we promise, right? We promise you, not one inch. So Russia naively pulled back, and then what's happened? <laughs> well, now we've got Poland, Hungary. Um, they're, they're all part of NATO, and that was a red line for Russia to be saying, "Hey, we're not we're not letting you come in any any further, right?" And <laughs> but uh, you know, what's Zelensky? You know, you know where he hails from? Yeah, yeah, we we understand the big club. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> listen brother it's been a great chat we could go on and on but i'm mm. conscious that um we might even have to break this down just so people have it in watchable yeah, it's, a, it's a big knowledge drop yeah if we talk too much it's gonna we're gonna lose a lot of people so um but yes fascinating fascinating i think the main thing is that we all realize that something is it's not in our best interest yeah um get ready and get ready for yeah, next phase yeah and that when, when they drop the next shit on us at least a lot of people now will be ah right we were ready for this you know yeah. we re we recognize it rather than going into it blind like like everybody well not everybody i think a lot of us recognize that immediately something was not right and look, any anything that's on the bbc news if you ask me is not right yeah just <laughs> not, do the opposite <laughs> What yeah, not saying? since uh, not since the events in New York and Washington all those years back. It's mm. um, it really sort of brought you know brought it right in front of you. So yes, um, massive thank you uh, for the chat, Dr. Kevin. Um, let's let's do this again. Um, we can uh, we can chat about this, so we can even pick another subject. I'm sure we could chat for yeah ages on all subjects can i just give all my biggest love to all, all your subscribers out there and your friends um who've supported you uh yeah and, like uh, i i i'm i've like i say i would just ask this sorry i've been doing it all go for it <laughs> please man i i i'm um i survive on cups of coffee donations to do this and to bring this information to you we could, like i say we can get into the, all the graphene oxide and stuff if you like i've bust all that um wide open uh, well <laughs> i think we're well aware there's some of the stuff that's in these vaccines yeah, this... I, I saw i saw a breakdown two years ago and it was talking about graphene oxy and parasites just just there's no whole... graphene oxide i've done the experiments i can show them to you i've done them live got vaccine vials unopened all these people that are pushing graphene oxide onto you again it's part of a psychological operation to distract you from the toxic components of the medical countermeasure that they've deployed against you and this is just one countermeasure okay they don't want you mm. looking at the lipid nanoparticle they don't want you looking at the mrna expression products the peptide it makes that's why they've that's why they allowed graphene oxide to take a hold yeah there you go there you go um listen kevin send us any links you want any links for your fundraiser or whatever and we'll we'll put them below our our, our video um and thank like you. i say just ma yeah, massive thank you again to friends out there if you're not already liked and subscribed if you can do you're not really going to hear this chat anywhere else in the world are you 
no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just let's stop believing the nonsense and um, start going non-complying, non-compliance. Right, I, I, right, I, I, I know you probably want to get off, but um, I've got my managers um, uh, <laughs> asking me where I am. But it's uh, it, it, it's it's okay. You are my guest. Um, you ain't you ain't picking up um, a rifle at this point and um, going going out in a blaze glory. That's not the time yet. Right, non-compliance right now. Don't um, yeah and. Uh, under Geneva Conventions and all that, um, all those all those serving right now, you have the right to um, not to obey orders under these circumstances. Okay, when you, when you know, especially especially when war crimes are being committed right now, and I would say we're we're in one big massive war crime, and um, I I'm pretty sure that the uh, intelligence services know what's going on. Don't. Resign your commission, get out, get your kids and family, and start raising some chickens. <laughs> That's my advice. That's it, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> Kevin, just stay, stay on the line so I can thank you properly. Yeah, you no click, the, click this one off. Recording stopped. Uh, boom, there we go. Yes. That was about three and a half hour chat. It was about the longest, I think, that I've... I've I've done for a while. We used to do big long chats in the old days, and then we realised that a lot of people just they haven't yeah. got time to watch them, you know. But I'm sure uh, I'll ping this across to Luke, and he'll decide what can go on what platform. We'll just put the whole long form on on all the others other than YouTube, and just put some choice bits on YouTube. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right, I've got to go. Um, no worries, that, that's my manager and and uh, mine. Like, where the hell am I? I'm I'm here. Um, keep in touch, brother. Thank you for your spending so much time. Uh, keep up the good fight, and let's let's. I, I hope we all just get there to the right place in the end. You know, same, bro. And, and we probably won't see it in our life too, will we? But at least we can do. You know, we can do what we think's right. Yeah, uh, I say. Good man. Sounds like and, you've got uh, a young kid, right? So, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I've had my life. I'm quite happy. I could die tomorrow. Um, fact, sometimes I think it might be a good thing. Same but, life. but, um, but I've got a little lad. He's got his whole life there, and these are these are evil fucking demons. You know, they, the, you know, they. Our family's been affected by their shit. Uh, I know, I know. We have, you know, not people I love. Do they can't see it themselves? They the fucking matrix bollocks, you know. But um, I'll keep fighting the good fight and uh, and uh, you know, keeping the vibration high. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So all we can do, bro. That's like I say all the time. You can draw breath, right? Might, might as well take another step forward. Um, Definitely. I'll let you. I'll let you get on anyway. Don't Enjoy Japan, mate. I'd love if I'm ever over that way by any kind of miracle. I, um, which I'd love to go there again. Um, I, I will look you up. <laughs> yeah, me a cars are two cars, bro. I oh, appreciate it. Likewise. All right, bro. Cheers, Kev. Go steady, mate. Go yeah. steady. Right, cheers, bye cheers, bye. cheers, cheers, cheers. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, <laughs> these long ones are awesome. Yeah, they, they, but look, you're. You sit here and you know um, what what to 
expect if you like and um you know the the problem is is getting past people's attentions <laughs> and uh, the thing is it it takes time to be at, you've got to be able to explain everything you can't just blurt out there's no viruses or anything this is how it's got to be done but the problem is that they've it's an attention uh, economy so um let's see thanks for reading my comment about acid tripping bro ah you're welcome and i'll just do uh, a few comments um i'll see if anyone's yeah i saw a few rumble chats going um <laughs> the uh i don't know who that one was from but i saw a few rumble chats and uh for that um i'll have uh you can all have a this, that was, uh, i'll do uh what, what's his face that is me uh i am a legit scientist all published and she she um yeah so <laughs> that's that uh let's see uh, so there, there would be bloodshed. I fucking prayed, man. It's, it's already bloodshed, bro. How much? How much more do these fuckers want? How much more do they want? They they want you to have bloodshed between each other. That's, that's what they want, rather than you focusing on uh, you know who. Uh, let's see. The New Zealand COVID deaths graph is hysterical. Virtually nothing until 2022, six months after everyone was jabbed. Yep. People fight to avoid change, especially those paid to. Yeah, look, when you when your paycheck is incumbent upon not understanding. Could uh mention uh, people with uh, predilection towards uh for example. <laughs> they will never stop obfuscating. Yeah. Um people. People. <laughs> Former president of the Australian Medical Association revealed her partner was jabbed inj injured very seriously months and months before she continued to still push them. Yes. Um, find these fuckers. We know who they are. <laughs> they are. Find them. Find them. Don't hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, keep tabs. <laughs> Uh, let's see, then down the memory hole it goes. Yes, my sister Melbourne, a nurse, said they shut down the entire city for 19 cases in the early months and excess tests are baffled. Um, yeah, like I say, uh, it, it's not baffling when you know what's going on. Payment Fund says, well, go on. Uh, Ukrainian men are being ground up in the meat grinder now so that the parasites can dominate in the post-war era. Yep. Send in the daisy cutters. Look, man. I... My my concern right now is that um, they've gone all in and the cat is out of the bag, as it were. Um, court cases are flying left, right, and center. <laughs> they're trying to, they'll, they'll implode Pfizer. There, you can have Pfizer. Go on, do you want that? But no, don't, don't let them, don't stop. Don't stop. Do not be distracted by that. Go, go after, go after who we know who they are. We know who they are, right? 
he's going to remove half the details on his edit. But no, he just said he'll throw it up unedited. But look, he's got to try and he's got to make a living, right? And most people make living on YouTube, and he's got a pretty significant YouTube channel, I think. Uh, well, I, I know it's uh, it's got seventy six thousand subscribers. Um, he could probably just say, "Fuck me." <laughs> Wanna, I can't put this one on YouTube. Go watch this here. Just uh, let him do that. And, you know, this is... It was... My mission was to be able to speak to people like Chris. Okay? People like Charles. People... people right, I'm, I'm done. You don't want me talking to academic types because i'm done with them <laughs> i'm i'm uh, how should we say a man of uh short patience uh when uh and well when the uh boundaries have been uh trampled on like they have been you don't want me speaking to them uh i'm not uh i'm not the person to be doing that See, Starlight says, Starlight Science is great conversation. Uh, yeah, it was. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I got a sore throat. I might need to take a day or two off. Um, uh, let's see. Definitely a bit cutard psyop bot, but damn, I am good. Um, I'm a cutard psyop bot. How dare you, white long kung fu. You have psyop bits arguing with themselves in the Twitch chat. How amazing is this next generation warfare? Um, is that true? <laughs> Brilliant, right? <laughs> no wonder they felt so fucking confident. Look, um, it may maybe maybe they've realized maybe maybe it is the sort of um coronal mass ejection end end event right and they they've just decided that you know the humane thing was to <laughs> inject everyone i don't know i don't know maybe they thought that i don't know um but uh it wasn't their decision to take that it's not sorry <laughs> yeah we had the ethics in place already have done for centuries uh, let's see, non-compliance, but just believe the science. Um, no, don't believe any science. All you, all you can do, all you can do, is give it right from your perspective. You've got to give it a probability weighting. That's it. That's all. That's that's all science is, right? And then, if you don't quite understand it, take the time to go and you know follow people who claim to be experts at it too. Go find those people. Listen to them. Find what find what seems concordant between many many different um, viewpoints, etc. The problem is, that I, I think it's too late now, and you know the you know the frustration I have was like maybe maybe I could have like Chris have eighty thousand people following me, right? But look, it's not my style. To be, to be doing, I can't pander when there's um, uh, a job to be done. I'm I'm not the uh, not the not the type, right? 
Um, oh, Mardi income from uh, 76,000 subscribers. But if it's a life of academic poverty for me, then uh, so be it. Oh, good. Glow. <laughs> I can say it. I'm not on YouTube, right? Glow niggas. Glow niggas are my multiplying. Uh, Arthur says, bravo, Kevin. Fucking excellent show. You're welcome. Uh, White Lung Kung Fu says, Kevin McCann is the real goat. Oh, seven to you, bro. Um, look, there's plenty of... Uh, there's a there's a paddock. There's some, yeah, paddock, right? Goat paddock. Uh, have you have a patience of a fucking saint? No, I don't. I don't. Sorry. Um, I'm. I'm doing a job right now. That's all. That's all. Just doing doing my job, and in it gives. I don't know. My job gave me meaning before, right? Which was to do science, and so I'm I'm doing science still, and relaying. Um, the, the data as I see it you know <laughs> the one thing they can't take away from me is my science career and they said that bloody McCann <laughs> he can have to do some right technical shit he can report back on it fuck that's it that's all that's all you know more talk less fighting um I think it's more complex than that. I think it's more complex than that. What I, what I, um, you're always fighting. Always. I'm fighting and I, <laughs> there's, there's some fights that I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I like getting to getting old and falling apart. But so long as I'm not in pain so much, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Just, uh, I can think. If I can think still, um, I'm I'm okay in that respect. But uh, look, uh, my my MRI scan is is the brain of um, 70, 70 plus years old, right? In the pathologies that it's showing, and um you know, probably there's probably minimal time left for uh for me to um be be coherent right or, or be able to do this at the, the sort of intensity and pace that i'm doing it so um it is what it is right and you know a bit bit like chris i've lived a full life um and still living a very full life um um, if I can coast the last 20 years, <laughs> fix my roof. Uh, let's see. Clint Russell on Liberty Lockdown podcasts. Dave Smith, even. Uh, Ryan, yeah, I've, um, I speak with Ryan fairly regularly. I've done streams with him. Uh, let's see. I was talking to an old Japanese friend today who said he was reading about mRNA tech years back and realized it was an amazing development, but did not trust the rollout. No. 
Kev, you're gifted in educating. Nah. Not really. Could be better. Could be better. I side with Kaufman, says Alpha 420 Daily. I trust his new hair over Kev's long over explanations. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just play this one. Always gives me a giggle. You know, I've never done uh, virus research. Again. You know, I've never done uh, virus research. Comatose uh, Scoop says I've got a list. Yep. Me too. Why speak to us? I don't know what's worse, academics or regular people. Um, I didn't mean to sound that in the pejorative way. I'm just doing what um, what God intended me to do. That's all. Um, you know, otherwise I'd uh, I'd just let it all go. <laughs> well, you sit there, <laughs> just reading bollocks all day. Uh, fake and funds, I declare you a bot. <laughs> uh, too many hoops to jump through in the assault course of acceptable truth. Um, like I say uh, fame and funds. Um, I make a point of being here to ask questions too. Um, if you've got a problem with it, I can bring you more uh, more evidence if you like. I like that you called him the Pfizer executive this time around. Instead of mulatto faggot. That compliments with Grace. Ah, Grace is uh, one thing. Uh, one thing I've never been accused of. Being. <laughs> I'm more, uh, more. Uh, Breach type of weapon. All right. Uh, I think that's me up to date with the comments. Uh, I will be back uh, sometime soon. Let's um, maybe see if I can catch up with Commander Rixie. <laughs> see what he's up to. So with that, folks, uh, oh, just, uh, just <laughs> I've got new people listening right now. Please, uh, McCannDojo.com. Uh, go there if you want it. If you want to keep someone like myself in the game, right? If you if you appreciate the analytics and the uh, how should we say the the take the take on stuff, um, I could like I say I'm not um, I'm not an Andrew Kaufman with two Porsches and hair plugs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fucking cute mate. <laughs> My car, my car's about on its last legs, like my roof. 
also uh, <laughs> any I'm I'm out there with my little tin cup uh arms for an old ex leper. White Lung Kung Fu says, I say be pejorative, casual misogyny and racism and all that. Yeah. Why not? It's funny. Right. I'm out of here. <laughs> Take care. God bless. See you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry Ow. I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how... Why didn't that work? How the fuck? What's going on? Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, fucking like, outside I was don't just work. leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking right. first or Right on, you bastards! Fuck you, Talpy up, boys. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! Bro, you don't know how angry I am. What's it working? Bro, you don't. You fucking piece of shit. Let me see if I can fix that right now. Fucking computers, I fucking hate them. I really do. The older I get, the less, the less fucking patience I have. Where is it? <laughs> I wonder why it's not working. I wonder why it's not working. Let me do this. Properties. And uh, burst off, burst off. There he is. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. Um, I gotta do this and uh, <laughs> to play it. Just go. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have these gaffers beat me on the. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. No, don't do that. Do that. Bit peppy, and uh, wait, wait, do that. Right, take care, folks. See you in the next one. Sorry. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Guy. Since 45,000 turned into 
Let's 